And welcome back to the Lambert Seed Show. I am Lambert Seed, joined here by our This Week in Gaming co-host, Mikey RP Gamer, as well as a brand new host who needs introductions. So Mikey, why don't you introduce him for us? So this is an absolute legend of a friend I know IRL. Uh, he goes by TRG David. Please welcome him in. Him in and uh, you get, you'll get used to seeing his face and his, his voice around. Well, not my face. because well, Not your web. face. Not your face. <laughs> I will get a webcam, but I don't have one yet. <laughs> <laughs> he has numerous yes. options. Yes. He could sail across the sea over here to Lambert Sea himself and get himself a new uh, webcam, or he can just go <laughs> over to Mikey's house. Yeah, yeah Mike, which is Mike, easier. <laughs> yeah, Mike's like a five-minute drive. I really don't live that far away. Yeah, but I'm offering it to you for yet. free. No. <laughs> I think... I think every time I've been around Dad, I've lived within Morgan distance. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's yeah. quite easy. We, we've, uh, ever, since, ever since we moved out, uh, like moved out of our parents' houses when we, when we became adults, uh, we've always lived like in the same town or city. Unintentionally, I'll add. Yeah. It just happens. That's what they at least try to tell each other. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> So, have any one of you seen what happened with the Game Awards this last week? I know this is the weekly anime recap, but uh, I promise this is segueing into something. Has anyone seen the Game Awards? Yeah. Uh, right. No, I, I I didn't watch them. Okay. Uh, I, so... I didn't I didn't know that they were that this was happening, so I haven't seen any of it. Okay, so the Game Awards, uh, Elden Ring won Game of the Year. And mm -hmm. this kid walked up on the stage, basically infiltrated the stage, 15-year-old, and took the mic and basically said that I'd like to dedicate this win to my form, or to my reformed rabbi, Bill Clinton. And I heard about that. Yeah. With that being said, for those who don't know, we have our own Clinton ring merch line now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you fucking didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely did. We have uh, stainless steel water bottles, bath mats, uh iPhone and Samsung tough cases, iPhone and Samsung regular cases, t-shirts, premium yeah. pullovers, coffee mugs, uh, crop hoodies, desk mats, uh, posters, and a welcome mat. So feel free to That's head over to the Lambert I can walk up Bill Clinton's face. Brilliant. <laughs> so feel free to head well, over well, to the LambertCShow.com, click the store button, and it'll lead you right over to it uh you'll actually see right here this is our core line right here and then you just see clinton ring <laughs> i i i got no awesome. words it's awesome i've got no words <laughs> <laughs> yeah i actually am supposed to receive the shirt sometime this week and a cell phone case next week because i ordered some samples um, that's amazing that's that's so funny i love that in the that meantime, we have started getting some reviews on our fan page. I don't know if anyone oh, yeah. has taken a look at them. I've been posting them on I YouTube and everything. I saw your Twitter. You posted one, and it got really weird in the end. And I was like, what oh, yeah. the fuck? So John Murphy <laughs> is the guy who does those weird ones. So this first one is from Mr. Cannoli. Uh, this is his message. Oh, don't, me, don't tell me I'm going to have to refresh it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. i uh, got to love the internet sometimes. I'm here just for the hot dog noises through the microphone. Uh, just kidding. Uh, I just wanted to go ahead and let you guys know that you guys are awesome. Uh, it's a great podcast that you guys have. It's super entertaining. I like the different uh, various elements that you guys talk about. I like how in-depth and well-researched the 
topics are, you know, topics are done in a great, you have a great format. Uh, it's well-researched, well thought out. Um, I like that there's some discord between both of you guys, but not in any hateful manner or argumentative manner. If there is, it's generally peacefully done. You both get your points across and sometimes agree to disagree or not, but it's done very class with a lot of class. You guys are awesome. This is my favorite po new podcast to listen to or watch on Sunday nights. If I can't get to watch the live streams, I definitely always listen the following day on Mondays during work, but I do want to hear it make noises into the microphone basically. So keep up the good work. I'm going to keep supporting and shouting out the channel. You guys are awesome. Thank you. That was a very nice message left by Mr. Cannoli and stuff. So if you guys would like to leave us a voice message that we can play on stream, feel free to head over to the LambertCShow.com, click the fan page button, and it'll bring you right over there. Uh, but That's further, amazing. That's pretty hot, woman. Oh, I know, right? I love nice. it. You gotta love it. So with that being said, let's get this party started with the daily life of the immortal king. Okay, so back with our favorite Chinese anime. Um... And you know, this this anime through this whole season, considering it came straight off the back of season two with barely any break, it's been a meme. We've memed Pokemon, we've memed Yu-Gi-Oh, we've memed Digimon. And going through it more and more as we go in deeper and deeper, we've not seen much plot progression. So getting to the penultimate episode and hitting us straight with some kind of world-breaking shit, what's brilliant, and whilst we have some amazing animation, you know, we see Froggy 2 become this massive goat again, and he's literally awesome. He whacks everyone, and, you know, everyone's in awe of his power as usual. It's just kind of come out of the blue. It's, it's mostly been light-hearted humor, taking the piss out of itself, taking the piss out of other shows. And all of a sudden, we've got plot. It's very disconjointed. And don't get me wrong, I still love this anime. It's a brilliant show. But from what I've seen, uh, coming up on, like I said, the one from last episode, it's um, confusing. We need we need some more. I'm not sure if we need some flashbacks or some prior story or if they can try and fill us in one way or another. Uh, because currently all we've had are the people who can use these powers and the people who use the demons as, as summons. Having like these fun little joking kind of contests to try and show which one's better. All along knowing at the start of the season, the one who can summon the demons are the ones who want to take over. But it's still being very weird. It's, it's just not had much of a plot to it. Um, but all in all, I mean, the animation, I will say for short, is beautiful. You know, Billy Billy being a Chinese broadcaster known for using Chinese anime based on manmas. I, I mean, I can't fault it. It's it's a very gorgeous looking show. Um, I believe we are getting a season four as well, guys, which will be interesting. Hopefully, we might get some more. Um, what's the word? More, more a more coherent season than this season, considering season one and two were amazing. Um, coherent. That's a posh word. Yeah, yeah, big word for me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I've got to go fix something. So continue talking. I got to yeah, fix yeah, man. your webcam. You, you go fix. You go fix. So. Yeah, but we, we need some kind of clarity. We need some kind of give us more. Just give us more, please. <laughs> I need, I need, I need information because I'm trying to fill in the blanks myself, and I'm here just like I can't. You've not given me enough to go on here. We've got, we still to this day do not know why our MC is so freaking overpowered to a god degree level. No one can touch him. We don't know, and we're we're three seasons in coming up on the fourth. I, I'm a, I'm a bit. You know, a little bit of lost for words here on, in regards to 
you need to give us something, okay? Give us something. I know you're a meme of a show, but give us something. <laughs> yeah, I hate this. Uh, so, I hate this so much and stuff. Apparently, when I do the pop out webcam player, yeah, it's not very helpful and stuff because as soon as I go away from it, it freezes you. So we're just gonna have to deal with the whole, you know, overlay that we currently got. But it is what it is. At least your webcam works now. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's fine. All right, so moving along, we've got My Hero Academia, and so, apparently I completely forgot to link this, but go ahead, I'll, I'll pull up a trailer. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, I want to say, I like, I quite like anime that is, you know, you get a character that's like super overpowered, and like, it's not necessarily explored. I kind of like that sometimes, because it, yeah. you know, it's not the, because it's not the point of the show, um, but it being like the MC. Maybe, you know, it kind of is relevant to the show, but like some, you know, if it's not an MC and it's like a slightly offbeat character who's super overpowered and it's never explained, it's, I think sometimes that's kind of cool. I, I can certainly see what you mean there, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. That's definitely an interesting viewpoint. Um, yeah, I, I just, I feel, I, I agree with you, actually. Um, but I do also think at the same time, three seasons in just something, because even to this day, the only thing we know about this character is that he was born this way stupidly overpowered and he has to wear a seal on the back of his neck to keep his power in mm. um, but also he's the mc so yeah and he's the yeah. mc <laughs> back, back, yeah if it's the mc backstory is all for it but like sometimes i've seen um like shows or games with like side characters who sort of pop up every now and again and yeah. they're not really explained, but by not explaining them, it, I think it adds more. Yeah, certainly for side characters and like all that, that's, I completely agree there. <clears throat> you know, if you were to give every character a backstory, you would be there for days. You wouldn't have a 12 to 13 episode normal running seasonal anime. Yeah. You, you would be there for weeks and weeks and weeks just trying to give people a backstory. Yeah, you know, it's like exposition dumps. Like nobody likes an exposition dump, you know, it's no. got to be, uh, the story's got to flow really nicely. So it makes sense. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry to derail. My hero. No, you, 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 you carry on. I, I like the conversation. Uh, but talking, this actually leads us into a perfect point here. Talking about character backstory, you anime fans are, are non-manga readers. I have hinted at it. I have hinted at it. I have hinted at it. I didn't spoil for you, and I hope you all got the shock of your fucking lives this episode with the reveal that Darby is fucking Endeavor's son, Todoroki's brother, and the oldest brother of the family. Oh, what a shock that was. We saw the Pond Derby dance actually put into fruition. We saw it in in all of its glory, a psychotic kind of feel uh, as he reveals giddily to his father that to pouring this um, was like kind of like acid to put away the bleach instantly that was in his hair, making his hair black, turning it to the white with the gray tips that used to be red to symbolize his heritage. Um, for those of you who don't know, who don't watch My Hero Academia, Endeavor, before he became world number one's hero, kind of mellowed out and became a gooder guy than a supposed just regular good guy. Um, he was in an arranged marriage with a woman who has an ice power. And his what he wanted all through his life was to produce a child who had half hot, half cold as an ability who could control both ice and fire. His first child was Darby. Um, I can't remember his real name off the top of my head, but yeah. He only was born with fire, but he was born with fire with too much larger potential. And Endeavor didn't mind that. He was completely fine with it. His second child was a girl who was pure ice. The third child has no power at all. And by this point, Endeavor was starting to become slightly obsessed with it, as you could slowly start to see and see and see after his supposed 
death of the first child, you could slowly start to see and see and see how his jealousy for All Might, the number one hero, was overtaking him, and he would do anything to try and take that position. Um, so this revelation was... You could see the pure terror and shock and disbelief on Endeavor's face, on Todoroki's face. You could see Todoroki step up because Endeavor just lost the will to fight, uh, realizing that he practically abandoned his child, actually thinking that he was dead. Um, so now he's blaming himself. During all this as well, Darby's sick and twisted mind as one of the other League of Villains members uh, who can broadcast to every single electrical output across the globe. He's broadcasting Darby's story. And Darby's twisting it to make heroes look bad. And people are starting to doubt the heroes and starting to realize why the villains are doing what they're doing. And you can slowly, slowly start to see the public's faith dwindling in the heroes. I'm starting to become more terrified. Uh, regular villains who would like doing bank robberies and petty crimes like that are becoming more brave to do things like that. Uh, Toya, that's the right. Um, yeah, it, it was so... Wow. They really pulled it out of the bag. Like, we knew they were going to do it, but they did it perfectly. And that is the exact kind of character uh, progression we want, the exact kind of growth, the exact kind of um, backstory we wanted to see. Yeah, they pulled out all the stops for this episode, and I cannot wait to the next episode for Todoroki versus Toya. That is going to be something to watch. All right, you got any comments there? Uh, I mean, I I, I haven't watched uh, My Hero yet. Um, it, I know it's it obviously you know season six. It's it's a lot to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the, this uh, shows which have like you know the the plot twists and um, stuff like that. It's always good when I always find it good when it's it is hinted at throughout the throughout the story. Um, and I've heard lots of positivity about about My Hero as well. So it's one that I'm definitely going to be watching. Uh, at some point. It's oh, yeah. highly, highly, highly worth the watch, 100%. Alright, in that case, we're gonna head on over to uh, Beast Tamer. Oh man, the, this guy, I think he's unintentionally growing a harem without realizing it, and he gets into all these uh, wrong the best kind of harem. positions. Yeah, the, the best mm-hmm. kind of harem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this episode was absolutely brilliant. We met the demigod fox spirit, the last um, spirit slash ultimate species that he's going to be taming. Um, and save, saved her ass, basically. Like She, she was in jail in the captivity with this uh, son of a crooked lord uh, who liked to throw around the money and the wealth and the power, as per usual. A- absolute scum. Um, and this guy was given the ring from the hero. Uh, the hero who currently hates our main character. Uh, and it's starting to show a darker side, which makes us start to think, hmm... Is he really a hero? And this ring, he uses on our main character, who is meant to die instantaneously from it. It summons a Reaper, the Reaper stabs him, he was meant to die. Turns out that one of the second ability that he got from the fairies was complete status nullification. He cannot have instant death, can't be poisoned, uh, petrified, etc. And she tests this by actually using poison breath in his face, and the rest of the party are like, what the fuck did you just do that for? So that was that was absolutely hilarious. Um, and so we, we start to see them just converse and have a little bit of lighthearted humor, etc., which is absolutely funny. And then we get into the serious shit. And again, a plot twist. This is a weak filled of plot twist, I will say that for certain. So as this guy has used this ring, realized it didn't work, the ring starts to give off what almost looks just like a black and purple slimy kind of fluid. And it starts to envelop him, absorb him, then looks like it eats him, and then it cracks open like an egg. Out comes this demon, and you see Rain, our main character's eyes just go full throttle, 
wide open cue the flashback we touched on it a few weeks ago how he told us the story about his village burned down and he lost his parents and everyone else he was close to this is the villain that did it all this is the villain that burned down the village this is the villain that killed his parents and now he's face to face with it again leaving us on a major cliffhanger uh, i i i didn't see it coming i should have but i didn't yeah it, it was something else it's definitely one of the ones that I've been keeping my eye on. Definitely falls right under my thing. When I saw the animation of this, it reminded me a lot of uh, So I've Been Killing Slime for 300 Years and I maxed out my level. Oh, this, uh, that's a brilliant one. If you don't mind, just give me two seconds. I'm just going to go into my daughter. Bear with me. All right. In the meantime, I guess we'll just sit here and twiddle our thumbs. Well, I mean, I, <clears throat> something I would want to say as well about the um, Beast Tamer, um, having watching the trailer now, um, I'm, I'm going to go and watch it. Like after after this uh, after the podcast today, I'm going to go and watch it because um, the animation is gorgeous. From what I can see, it it you know it's uh, really high quality. Really, uh, that the subtlest things that I can see uh, are moving. It's really really nice. And I, I gotta say, I'm I'm a sucker for uh, cat girls. I love them. Um, so I, it looks good uh, based off uh, what Mikey said about the uh, story. Uh, it definitely seems like something I would want to watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the, the great thing about this and stuff is, especially since you're going to be taking over my spot soon, uh, this mm -hmm. is actually my last one I'm available for, at least until the New Year's. It's not going to affect uh, <laughs> this week in gaming, strictly just due to the fact that her time slot is at a late enough time on a day that I get out the earliest that it ain't going to matter. Mm -hmm. um, but it's good to hear that you're interested in watching these animes and stuff because they gives two people's perspectives into mm -hmm. the things that they're currently reviewing. And of course, I'll still be working on the back end to make sure we get ourselves on Spotify yeah. and um, make little mini videos, all that other stuff, and still yeah. be there to help you guys out when you need it. Yeah, and I suppose it's, it's a good time to note as well that um, I will be the, the full-time co-host going forwards. Um, as I as I do very much enjoy watching anime, uh, and I've watched some really obscure random anime, uh, and I've also watched a lot of the mainstream ones. So I, I am yeah. really excited to, to have you back. By the way, I'm back. Um, you'll 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 notice there, guys. It doesn't matter whether you're a streamer or a, or a podcaster. It, it doesn't stop for anyone. You still got a parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was. And, and as I, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I said it last night in our little chat and stuff. The great thing about the Lambency show is we have people with different viewpoints and different perspectives. The difference is, is we don't attack each other. We may not agree with each other on certain things, but we are going to respect each other as we all work together towards a common goal. And that's, you know, to just bring great content to people and bring yeah. unbiased uh, news and coverage of things mm -hmm. so people can make their own informed decision. Yeah. I, I, I will state as well, uh, I think it's it's definitely worth noting, considering both me and Mikey are British, um, you say about, you know, like, we won't attack each other or anything. Um, we we will, like, insult each other a lot, but that's, like, part of, of how British people are. Hey, man, are. I'm like, fine we, with we... it. Just just don't tax the tea again. <laughs> just what now? <laughs> don't tax our tea again. <laughs> I'm American. Ah, right, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, there, there'll definitely be some some insulting and some banter and stuff, but it's all it's all fun and games, and it's you know there's there's no hate. So all right, so oh, yeah, one hundred percent, I agree. So moving along, we got uh, management of a novel alchemist. Let me just take a drink. Sorry. No, you can't take a drink. Never a drink. Anything but the but a drink. Uh, no, Star I, I'll, says, I'll just... I mean, Def, you know, Mikey I, IRL, you said you're. 
your friends, right? I wouldn't expect anything less than attacking each other, LMAO. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we've uh we all give as good as we get so it's it's all fun yeah so this is probably going to be the last time unless i'm covering and stuff that i am on uh the weekly anime recap which it's not like i'm being demoted i was the one who wanted this as the guy who's doing things in the background mikey can attest to how much work i put into the background as a matter of fact he was scolding me today about i need to you know scale it back or it might start affecting my health <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I'm not wrong, okay? I'm not wrong. Vex will agree with me. I like, I like how you say that, like, you're not being demoted or anything. It's like, aren't you, like, the boss? So, like... <laughs> I don't like... Honestly, <laughs> I'd like to more look at it like I'm the brains and the money behind you, if that makes sense. Uh, like, I'm the, I'm the one yeah. fronting the money... He's the daddy it. of the operation. Yeah, pretty much. I'm the one fronting the money, yes, to get everything to operate. However, at the same time, uh, you know, like, my specialty has always been in helping things go along i'm not like i'm very shall i say emotionless on a lot of things i can get excited about certain things but i i know how i come across to a lot of people i'm very monotone and it's not by design or anything else it's just that's how i speak and it's very off-putting for some people at times so unless i really get into things people can't really tell how i feel most of the time i've learned to speak better don't get me wrong but it is an effort i am more the type of guy that likes to be in the background making everything operate smoother and more efficient yeah i was gonna say you're you're like a behind the camera guy instead of in front of the camera guy exactly so i'm you know and besides i'm already i'm still with this week in gaming and i'm going to be doing the uh the creator spotlight which speaking of which i'm in talks and i'll tell you with who after the stream mikey but i am in talks with a partnered streamer who's interested in being featured Ooh. a partner mm-hmm. do i know them oh you know them, mikey oh oh, oh okay. okay is it is it is it ninja <laughs> no, I, I I don't I don't I don't condone fake behavior here. Okay, I need to figure this out without you telling me. Is it are they male or female? Female. Okay, okay. Do they have their own stream team? Not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Does, does Does Mikey have a crush on them? Probably. <laughs> you asshole. I mean, it's a, it's a female who streams, so probably. If, if... That's if you had said male, though. it would have been a lot easier. Saying the same female, I'll have to wait and see. I, I'm not too sure. <laughs> If you don't know them, I know Vex does, um, but I'm pretty sure you know them. But that is fine. We are still in a conversation. They will be filling out uh, things soon. In the meantime, we do also have a creator spotlight coming on the 27th for Copa Catania. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's not who I was talking about. But uh, yeah. anyways, let's carry on with, uh, what did we just do? Management? Uh, Love no, we're about to do management. We're oh, about, we're to, about do management. to I thought I thought we hadn't <laughs> done it yet. Okay. You're okay, buddy. You're okay. Um, so, yeah, this is one of the ones we've had ups and downs swings around about with. It's had very good points. A lot of the anime this season had very strong starts and kind of just dropped off. This episode was about the salamander that was around the volcano. Uh, it's been to blame for recent events. Uh, and they find an opportunity to finally get rid of it. But, uh, honestly, like the first half was great. Seeing her become the alchemist seeing her mentor, seeing them get their shop, seeing them make new friends, seeing them help the village was brilliant. They kind of dropped off after that, though, and I'm hoping, like, I think we've got another three episodes left. They need to bring it back, because I was, I gotta be honest, I was so uninterested in the episode, and that's that's a really hard thing. 
like when when you're reviewing these shows and we've dropped shows for the very same reason it can be hard if something's not keeping you you it'll be hard for you to invest back into it mm-hmm. um and it hurts more when you've been really enjoying a show and then it just becomes unenjoyable i don't want to say anything horrible towards it because i did actually like the show um so i'm, I'm praying i'm praying they bring it back because they, they need to do something, even if they just bring the old mentor back, because oh. let's just be real, she's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I've seen the dramatic drop from last week to this week's amount of shows. Yeah, I, I we, we cut three shows for this week. Um, honestly, guys, I, I it's not that I'm pushing myself too far. I would happily review three shows a week for you if, if, if I needed to, okay? But if a show is not keeping me engaged... My review will not keep you engaged, and yeah. that's there's there's no point at that point for doing that show. Which another thing that would be great, especially <coughs> since he wants to watch anime as well. I mean, what do I call you, anyways? I can't. I I'm, I don't want to keep going because he <laughs> just call me Dav. Dav. Okay. Uh, yeah. Another thing about Dav joining you and stuff, and actually having more time than I do and stuff, he can also do some reviews as well to take some pressure mm-hmm. off of you, and then you guys can banter off of that. You know, speak, speaking of that friendship that you guys have, Star wants to know, uh, what's the story on how you two know each other? What, I mean, please don't tell me it was this one time at band camp, because I'm inclined <laughs> to believe it. <laughs> so this one time at band camp, right? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'll tell you what, the stories that we could tell would probably, some of them sound like they happened at band camp, I would imagine. Oh, for real. For real. Yeah, you remember that one time with that pie? <laughs> no um i mean yeah well we'll we'll, we'll both speak on this so i mean for, from my side um i met dav through uh his wife uh who wasn't his wife at the time she was like one of my best friends at the time um now godmother to my children and yeah i mean like every friendship there's been ups there's been downs there's been swings there's been roundabouts but i've always had a lot in common with dav um Mm-hmm. Interest wise, easy to start a conversation. Save me menta- mentally when our our partners were just speaking day in day out, and I'm I'm just there, just like I need someone to talk to, Dav. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like Dav said, there are some fucking stories that I, I can tell you that um <laughs> yeah will sound like they came from a fucking band camp. Yeah, yeah. I, so yeah, I started dating uh, an incredible woman called Charlotte, who's now my wife. Thankfully, I don't know. Oh, she caught you in your web, did she? I no, I I must have caught her in my web because I have no idea how. But it's like, Charlotte's she web. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 no, I have no idea how I managed to get as a woman as incredible as that. But she was good friends with Mike, and um, yeah, we started hanging out. We, we had a lot in common. Um, we got on really well. Like Mike said, you know, there's been ups and downs. There was uh, a few years ago. Um, there was there was a big falling out, and it was you know we didn't talk for. a such a long time um but to be honest when i when i started talking to him again um it you know it was so easy to go back to talking like we did before the falling out you know it's it's so easy just to slip back into that friendship and and you know because we're, we're so similar and uh just literally two days ago we went out for a meal um mike and his fiance uh me and my wife and they were talking about some stuff i don't even remember what they were talking about but i could tell mike looked at me it was just like Let's talk about something that I can relate to. So we were able to talk about that. Um, I think I think there was football on, and they they were talking about how 
Um, they they like some of the footballers' bums. Um, okay, so I just like, have to say one thing. These two are British, so when they say football, they mean for American soccer. Uh, soccer, yes, yes, soccer. Um, but I suppose it doesn't really matter what the sport was. They were watching a sport, and they were talking about how some guys have attractive backsides. Uh, and Yo, what is it with women liking men's behinds? I don't know. My wife is obsessed with mine. I, I don't know, but I, like we were able to just start talking about anime and, and games and stuff. So it was it was nice to, um, yeah, it's it's nice to be able to have that sort of two conversations at the same time where both people can relate to something and nobody's like left out as a and I like isolated from a conversation then. But yeah, it's it's good it's good to it's he's a he's you know he's a good friend uh, and it, it's nice to be able to do something like this with someone that you know you you have such a good history with and, and such a good relationship with so it's i'm looking forward to to being able to continue this and we're happy to have you along and stuff because this could actually elevate it and stuff i'm pretty sure i come across as someone who occasionally at times is invested in it and then other times i seem kind of aloof and it's not my intention it's the fact that you know and i've, I've spoken with you this, about this before mikey um i recently just got back into anime uh and i already feel um incompetent sometimes just because i don't know anime as well as you do i love anime but not to the extent you do and then you combine that with the fact of the little amount of time i actually have to watch anime on top of that so it's harder for me to gain the knowledge it's i i just start tuning out sometimes and it's not because you know anything that we're doing is boring it's the fact that i have no idea what we're talking about so having someone alongside who can actually match you and uh work with you with without hindering you i think will be better for the actual show itself yeah yeah. I agree. Oh, and, so and so you agree to... that I'm. Uh, so you agree that I hindered you. Thanks, Mikey. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> no worries. You good? <laughs> and, and, and to bring it full circle, going back to talking about the show, um, something that you said uh, before we went off uh, on this tangent about um, you know me being able to watch some some anime as well to try and uh, you know take a bit of the weight off uh, Mikey. Um, I have a really high i wouldn't say i have a high tolerance but that's a good way to describe it i have a really high tolerance for like watching stuff that's bad like i can watch really bad stuff i, fuck for that. <laughs> I can just I, I can just watch it and it's fine um you know yeah and i i can enjoy stuff that is bad just because i'm able to switch my the thinking part of my brain off and then just enjoy the pretty colors so if there's it is if we'll try that again if there's a particular like anime um, that uh, Mikey's watching and you know it's sort of losing it on him, um, I can like pick that up and watch that and just you know uh, just just watch it and, and review it each week. Um, it probably won't be as like as enthusiastic as as um, stuff that we are both into, um, but I'm able to give it a good review based off uh, based you know based off the fact that I can just watch trash quite happily <laughs> the funny thing is is what one person calls trash another person calls treasure you know each person has their own individual taste it taste you know mm -hmm. uh matter of fact i think it's come across numerous times uh throughout our show's history and stuff whenever we do the recommendations and the highlights and stuff my mm -hmm. recommendations and highlights tend to be vastly different than mikey's uh but that's strictly yeah. because when i first started watching anime this is like early 90s late late mid late 90s i'd say and then i like stopped for about 10 15 years and then came back because of prince of tennis 
<laughs> you know, yeah. so my my taste is a bit different, and some people may consider my taste trash. That's fine. You know, I like what I like. So this will be an interesting pairing. Yeah, I look forward to it. So what we got next, Mike? Uh, we've got uh, Love Flops, if I'm not mistaken. I have no idea what Love Flops is. Um, I, uh, I It's my it's the story at, uh, of my life. Okay, <laughs> what I was going to say is I was looking, uh, I was looking at the, uh, like the document that, that we have for Mike's review, and I was just reading through the name of the anime, and I saw Love Flops, and I'm like, I'm invested. Like, the name is so good. I'm just invested. I want to know. So tell me, Mike. Love Flops. So, yeah, I've... I've... Oh god, this this show. Okay. So Love Flops to Phil David Fist is a show that revolves around a guy and this it starts off him doing his daily school run, going going to school, etc. And oddly enough, he keeps bumping into these girls in really precarious situations. One drops her panties off of his her legs. The other one falls down the stairs on top of him. Another one gets chased by the robot who also has stolen her panties and she blames him. Uh, and one falls asleep on him on a train, and there's another one that I can't exactly remember what she did. It's been, it's been a little while now. Um, next episode, okay, following that, um, we're by a tree, and he's handing the panties back to the first girl, and they blow up into the tree, and she runs away screaming. And he walks on his way home in the second episode, again bumping into all these girls, and this time they're apologizing to him. He gets home. They're all on their knees, saying, welcome home, master. And he's like, the f- Fuck, did I just the only thing the that would have made that sound better is if they were like, Welcome home, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you think this is the story of your life? I wish this was the story of my I life. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and so when when that happens, he w- literally leaves his house and he's like, I've definitely got the wrong house. Checks the door and he's like, No, I haven't got the wrong house. Okay, I'm sleeping outside. And they're like, Drag him back in. The dad explains over this like uh, fancy electric phone. Um, it's not actually a phone, it's, it's like an intercom kind of system. Um, the, uh, it's time you got married. These are potential candidates. One of them's his teacher. Those are all classmates in the class. Um, and he's like, yeah, but where they're all going to sleep? And then it cuts back, flashes at us, and shows when he left the house, he had a normal-looking house. When he went back to the house, there's a whole new wing extended to it. <laughs> Within a day, <laughs> this guy's built a fucking wing for the house. And he's like, this guy's got too much money. Street, street high uh, school <laughs> DXT fucking Rhea's yep. father vibes. Yeah, I was going to bring up... Oh, wait, no, not, not father, uh, brother. Yeah. Yeah, the brother that's like all for his sister just getting boned. Like. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, it was. It, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. Which um, the past, which, yeah. Weren't we talking about? I mean, I know this is going off track, track, but weren't we talking about that high school DXD is returning, Mikey? Yes, it is. We I'm are so getting a new excited. season. I season believe five. next year. I want to say. So I want to say next year. I can't wait. Uh, I'm hyped as shit. I'm listen, hyped as listen, shit. let me put it like this: there are 26 bones in my hand, and and every human's hands there is 26 bones, but there's 27 when I'm lonely. <laughs> Mate, I mean, there might be 27 when I'm lonely, but when High School DxD is on, there's 28. That is one of my all-time favorite animes. It's, it's, and I'll, I'll the always, thing is, I always find, uh, uh, The thing is, I wouldn't uh, go for it as much as I do. Like, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of nudity in that anime. Um, but I still wouldn't be able to follow it the way I do if it wasn't for the fact that 
All right, take all the nudity away, and you still have an amazing storyline. Yeah, that's you know, and that's that's the thing think. that keeps me hooked and stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, the adult content is definitely a bonus, but I would still watch it even if it wasn't there. No. It's a, it's an amazing anime filled with boobs, but the boobs aren't what makes it amazing. Exactly. It's phenomenal writing, brilliant characters, uh, great animating. And he um, say one-liners. You say one-liners. You um, mean I could suck on them today's? Yes, today. <laughs> Boost. <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. Um, but also the fact that um, something that I appreciate more so than I think uh, Lamb would. The fact that the uh, spirit in his arm is called Drake, the Red Dragon, which is a reference to uh, Wales and the Welsh dragon. Um, and then the, the white, uh, I think it's the dragon, uh, his enemy, Albion, is um, supposed to represent England. Uh, well, which is, is, uh, is Even in the English dubbed, they do bring up Red Dragon and Welsh Dragon. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's really nice to get like to see an anime which not only is an awesome anime, but the whole main character's power is the power of the Welsh dragon is so cool to me. Honestly, my and two this... favorite characters have got to be Konako and uh, and uh, Akino. Yeah, uh, my favorite is Konako because she just hates him. Like, well, she goes so from funny. hating him to absolutely adoring him. You know. Yeah, but like that happened in like season three, which like. Yeah, but that's the thing. That, that's the, what makes it even better, you know? Because they got rid of it. Because season three, like, chron- uh, chronologically, isn't exactly what happened anymore. Anyways, we weren't even talking about this. Let's go back to Love Flops. <laughs> Which looks very much like High School DxD from watching the trailer minus as well. Like, it's, it's so insane. Yeah, minus the nudity. I mean, hey, you're, you're not wrong, okay? Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Um... I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very like much we, looking forward to... Stream. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm very much looking forward to uh, the, the return of uh, High School DxD as well. I mean, I'd, my, my favorite characters are Konako and Arena, but uh, hey, hey, yeah, you know. Uh, which one was Arena? Uh, the Angel. Ah. Angel Tentacle. Ah. The other one I add in is, I can't remember her name. But the, oh, and Akino. The blue, the, uh, the blue-haired girl. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, the she one that's always trying to make babies. Yeah, she knows Yeah. <laughs> personally i can't so, remember the name now yeah this this got weird over the last couple of episodes um i believe we, we were meant to do a double review on this one um sorry just just to clarify you're saying that after everything we've just said you're now adding on this got weird over the last couple of episodes well yeah so as, as the last <laughs> review we did of love flops uh was at the end of episode seven um we see the world around him Right, you've both seen Sword Online, so you know when the guy, you start Sword Art Online, and they have the aliases peeled away, and there's all these red uh, kind of hexagons all in the sky. Yeah. Literally, that happens to this guy. Red hexagons start appearing around him. Uh, girl starts running away from him. I starts running away from him, and you see error everywhere. Error in red hexagons, and the world starts to disintegrate and break down, and it becomes very very strange at this point we're just like the fuck is going on because to this point we just thought it's a very nice slice of life you know q episode eight people don't like it if you're early but they hate it if you're late too uh, the blip for this was everything's different when asa he wakes up the next morning regardless of how he feels it's time to face reality and that's exactly what he does um it pretty much turns out that in in a sense that this was kind of like a simulation um a lot of it wasn't real uh, we meet this doctor uh and we meet who's been looking after him and it turns out they're all 
AIs uh, in virtual reality. And they can be brought into the real world uh, in like hologram form. And we're filled in then how he actually lives in a very more advanced world. Um, everything he was seeing up until now was was VR. Uh, he's still got the memories and they still feel very real. Real. Uh, he gets very upset, as you can imagine. And he's like, you've just took everything I cared about away from me. Um, even though I've seen you know, it wasn't real. He was just in a simulation. Uh, turns out he's like an orphan as well, uh, brought around with loads of other people. And the kicker is all the girls that he got attached to are actually real people who died. And he goes Jesus. to all the graves. So we 360'd completely. Oh, that's a, that's an existential crisis right there. Yeah. And then we go on to episode nine, this week's episode. So your mum's inviting you for some baby role play. <laughs> The names of these episodes are something else. Uh, and the, the description is literally after he must decide what happens next. And he's he's got to start making decisions now for his life. What's going to happen? Where's he going to go? He's obviously still with this doctor. Um, he finally accepts that he's never going to see them again. But in a sense, he does in their hologram forms. And they still have their personalities because these they still had, obviously, these imprinted when they were still alive. So they can still, these hologram visions of these girls can still act like they they were originally, but they're not like cyborgs or anything. You can't touch them. You can't interact with them. They are purely holograms. Um, whether we'll see them in human form again, whether we'll see them in robot form, cyborg form, whatever, we, we'll have to find out. But it becomes very interesting. He meets his sister as well, which was another 360 to find out that he had a sister. And it, it's, it's just... Whilst all over the place to in initially, it was very, wow, I love a good plot twist. And then we end episode nine with him going back into the VR world. Wow, is what I had to say to the, the last couple of weeks for this, because, ow, that shit hurt. That shit actually hurt. I thought this was going to be a funny little slice of life kind of harem anime where he's going to have to decide on which girl end up taking them all on, marrying them all, etc., and just having hilarious. Nope, they're going to fucking hit us with some real shit. Yeah, that, that got dark quick. Um, when, yeah. he, when he started revering it, I, I heard essentially the, the dream sequence trope. Yeah. And I am not a fan of the, of the dream sequence trope, unless it's done well. You, mean um, you, don't like, you don't like being part of the Matrix? No, I mean, the Matrix... I mean, here's the thing. The Matrix, like, did it first, so it's fine. But, um, <laughs> no, like, you know, the way you said it's like it was VR. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, like... It wasn't so much a dream sequence. It was the character went into the VR and did all of this, and then it shows what the real world is like. Um, that sounds like it's it's not just a lazy, oh, it was all a dream sequence. It sounded like something with thought put into it. It was um, very much like, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the latest season of Sword Art Online, it was very much like Alicization, where Kirito goes into the underworld, and when he's in the underworld, he has no memories of being in there. So mm -hmm. that that's the end. And when he comes out of it, about these girls, he had no memories of anything else he did in there, about the stuff he did with these girls. Mm -hmm. Um... So I could see parallels with those two as well. It's it's very well done for sure. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't like anime that just say, "Oh, it was all a dream." There we go. End of. Yeah, you know, oh. <laughs> and it's not just in anime. Like in any media, it's the dream sequence yeah. is such. It generally is used in such a lazy way to just retcon stuff that people didn't like, and I hate that. If it's done with thought and like 
you know character development and stuff that it's it like sounds like what this anime did it's it's really good I, I, it sounds like a quite an interesting one to watch oh 100 percent. It's, it's been hitting the ratings as well guys it hasn't dropped below uh four stars it's currently set at 4.33 at the moment um so yeah this has definitely been one of the for, for the smaller time animes one of the bigger ones for this season all right and moving nice. along we got eminence in the shadow which if he liked the art style of uh the anime Love flops. He's gonna love the art style of this. Oh, one hundred percent. I agree. I like a few of their things. Um, so yeah, th- this anime is uh, an isekai. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, as I've explained previously, an isekai is where one character has died in their world and has been reborn into another one. Um, so this guy, obviously, as as we we've been over previously, he's died in his world, and he wanted to be. A hero that works in the shadows um and he always called himself the eminence in the shadow he saves this girl uh in the start of the season gets killed ends up being reborn in this world with op abilities mm-hmm. however he starts making up a story to these girls that he meets and they all happen to be girls because you know man's gotta have a harem um but professionalism sorry about that fbi yeah, open up <laughs> So when he meets these girls, he tells them that he's fighting an underground cult uh, and he, he needs help, blah, 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 feeds them all this bullshit. And they like he trains them, gives them the slime armor that he wears, which could mold itself and make it look like anything. Um, and, you know, all these people he comes across, all these girls become overpowered. He tells them about stuff in his past world and they start incorporating it into this world, like beauty or books or stuff like that. And they all work for him as well. Um, he has the top like twenty or twenty-five, which he names through from alpha, beta, etc. All those right the way through. And then he has the unnumbered ones. Uh, sorry, the higher number ones, which is like one hundred, one hundred, two hundred, three, which are like the the grunts. Um, anyway, this guy thinks this is an all an elaborate act. Still, he thinks these girls have paid money, paid actors, etc. to start a war in the middle of these cities to cause all this drama and every time he sees something happy he's like oh my god this is so cool not realizing that he actually hit the nail on the head as soon as he landed in this world that is an underground uh, cult that is an underground plot and they are trying to take over and everything he's seen is real none of this is fabricated except he doesn't believe it because he's delusional things in his head oh this is all just set up for, to keep so they can keep me happy etc uh very egotistical but still very likable main character um as sid his normal day-to-day alias. Uh, he he's a mediocre background character, kind of um, just regular. You know, he doesn't show off his power. Uh, a shadow. He's broken. He's the leader of the um, the shadow garden, and is is absolutely amazing. You know, the battle cinematics in this, the graphics. Again, everything is perfect down to the T. You've got that one scene a couple of episodes ago that I had Lamancy play on the stream where, oh, I can't remember the exact words, but he says, oh yeah, again, he says, I am atomic. And because of, obviously, the, the Japanese accent and using the English, use the English to say it, um, it just sounded so cool. Like, whenever I find Japanese people speaking English, it just sounds awesome. So I, I was blown away by that, especially with, like, the animation around it. Anyway, into this week's episode, episode 10, The Sacred Land, uh, we had to go to Lindwim. Uh, he was being summoned by Alpha, who's his right-hand lady, um, and he's not the only one. He's not the only one 
traveling there, there's the woman he fought in the tournament last, who's now obsessed with him and wants to become his wife. And he just does everything he can to get away from her, even if it means sticking to the ceiling like Spider-Man. <laughs> and they're all going there for the goddess's trial, not knowing that Alpha's already gone there and murdered everyone who works for the cult, stuck them on the statues where the goddess trial is meant to be. And let me give you set the picture here one of these statues has three women back to back on it okay one's holding the spear one's holding the shield one's holding the sword she literally impaled two of these bad guys on the sword and the shield blood dripping all over this statue and mashed this guy's head against the shield and hung him over it and everyone just starts screaming like it is bloody mess um so you'll find that this anime dark gruesome brilliant has a great storyline and all in all it's, it's hilarious it's absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, I recommend this to anyone. You, you, yeah, I really hope that it, those of you who haven't started watching it will start watching it when it's finished, if you're a binge watcher, because it's, it's 100% worth it. So I didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking, but I just wanted to say, when we were watching a certain scene, I'm going to pull it up right here, this scene right here, as she pulls up her sword, I said to myself, and I'm going to say it right now, oh my god. That is that horse girl from Monster uh, from Monster Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you cannot tell me that that does not look like the horse girl from Monster Doctor. Yeah, I agree. I, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I why does she yeah. always look familiar to me?" That's hilarious. It's um, true, though. She does. Oh, we had a little bit of humor in this episode as well. I forgot to add in. Uh, where this world has finally created G-strings and thongs, and all the girls in the Shadow Garden wanted wanted to try them on, and it was total carnage. That was funny. <laughs> Jeez, add a little bit of nudity. Nudity in this would be A1. Uh, yeah, <sighs> I trust you to say that. You know, you're going to have to go watch Sekere Plan one of these days. Sekere Plan? Yeah, you've never watched Sekere Plan? I don't recognize the title. Oh, God, I'm going to have to have you guys watch it. It's a great anime. Unfortunately, it ended a little bit too soon. Like, it has two seasons, but, like, it ended a little too soon, so we never really got the ending, but it's such a great anime. I think you guys would love it. Um, But moving on, we have Reincarnated as a Sword. So, yeah, this is literally how it is. Again, another isekai, but... He's reincarnated as a sword. And me and Lama have spoken about this before. When you're reincarnated as an object, your character growth, your character interaction with other characters is going to be very limited. Usually, Isekai will re- will involve being reborn, having this quest, being quite powerful, usually having a harem if the character is male. Instead, this guy's reincarnated into a sword with this little girl who used to be a slave, can now wield him, and they give each other power boosts. It's very good action-wise, graphically, and... In no degree, plot-wise, but it really falls short in regards to our main character who's meant to be the sword and his interactions with others. It is really hard to not focus on the fact that, you know, at the end, they've given themselves a bit of a shortcoming here in regards to how much interaction they can put into it instead of instead they focused on the action scenes, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be subjective to personal taste. And me personally, I do like to see character interactions. Um, so for me, it's, it's kind of it kind of it's kind of a setback. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I put off uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime so much until I realized that slime actually has a human form and was able to have these character interactions a lot better uh, than I had guessed. Um, 
So, yeah, that, that, that's always a downfall. So we're just going to get out of the way. But this episode, anyway, focused on the spiderweb dungeon. Uh, when we aren't sure if they're hunters or the prey. Uh, and, yeah, it seems to be more of a setup for the next episode. Um, there wasn't a lot of action in this episode either. So for me, it was quite kind of a... We don't like using this word, but it was kind of mid. It was a mid episode. And, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping we see more at the very least next episode because it hasn't been a bad anime it's just not been one of the best i i mean i got yeah i i'm uh i suppose coming back to the point that i can just watch trash um (laughs) for me like there's two types of anime that i like There, there is the anime that's you know character driven and really interesting stories and plots and stuff but also just ones which are like just action um, and they sort of neg- neglect the sort of character development and the interactions and stuff. I still quite enjoy that because I like just watching people slap other people really hard. You know? <laughs> he's so, a bit of, so he's you... a bit, bit of a masochist. Uh, a sadist. Sadist. Yeah, whatever. He, he enjoys giving the pain, not receiving it, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I, at this point, I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean enjoying, he's joining. I, he's joining your show, Mikey. So you know, are you really gonna say he he doesn't enjoy the pain? I mean, this is true. He makes a very good point. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I'm here just to try and you know derail you and wind you up. So at the same time, I'm bringing in the pain. Yeah, but who's not to say that he's not here to derail you? I mean, he I can't think, derail no, me. I think. I think. <laughs> look, let's just agree. We're all just gonna rail each other, okay? I mean, de- derail. <laughs> wow. No, you don't. No, you Whoa, don't. Whoa, hold on there, Mikey. We're moving a bit fast. At least buy us dinner first. <laughs> it doesn't have to be expensive dinner, though. I'm, I'm, I'm easy going. Yeah, I know. I could just take you to a Mackey's, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, mid episode, guys. Hopefully, we get better next week. All right. Next up, we've got an. Uh... The far-fetched anime, also known as I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my farm-related skills. And and to clarify for those who haven't been here before, we don't mean far-fetched as in oh this is quite a long shot. We mean far-fetched as in the Pokemon. Mainly because um, he likes to attack things with vegetables, including a leak. To which I had made a joke about how who does he think he is, far-fetched, and then. Mikey was laughing. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's funny how Farfetch comes with his own seasoning. Mikey starts laughing, and then he's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Farfetch does come with his own seasoning, though. Yeah. So so convenient. So this is a guy who wants to live a nice, peaceful life and has become over-level, over-leveled because he's like this really hard-working farmer. And he battles with two leeks as his swords. Uh, and it's, kind of, it's very hilarious. Uh, the plot-wise has been decent and this episode was called the farmer and the reunion at the demon castle uh, where al uh, gets more than he bargains for when he reaches uh, where he rescues a girl a young girl from her assailants she's the daughter of the demon king and she needs al's help to save demon kind bearing in mind up until this point we've been fighting demon kind which has been very interesting also considering we only have one episode left after this it definitely leaves us open for a continuation considering we've been looking after the human uh, kingdom obviously He's become barren. He's had his own farmland. You know, he's continued to be able to grow the crops that he loves. He's just a strong boy from being uh, this impeccably buff farmer. And I mean, when you think about farmers in real life, you know, you, you see how much hard work they put in. It's not surprising. He's so ripped, man. 
Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to see that now he's going to have to help demons. Maybe we'll learn if there's more than one faction of demon, more than one type, uh, which will be interesting to see. It definitely left us open for for more content. And again, like I said, considering we've only got one episode left, uh, I am very excited to see. Hopefully we get a renewal. Hopefully we get more um, content. If not, then I'll definitely be reading and reviewing the manga for this uh, because it's it's been very enjoyable up until this point. Uh I, I like some of the demon designs we saw in this episode as well. Uh, they looked more humanoid, and they had some quite cool cool appearances. Yeah, all in all, a good episode, and it sets us qu- up quite well for the uh, for finale. Um, but leaves us on one hell of a cliffhanger with a pink-haired, pigtail girl named Ilvia, uh, who kind of looks like a demon, but I may be mistaken. And she ends the episode with, It's been a long time. I missed you. Oni-chan. Oh god, um, Oni-chan. The thing that is completely normal for the Japanese culture, but for American cultures, we hear that and we just melt. <laughs> <sighs> Oni-chan. So, yeah, oh, no, no. oh god. Like, now it begs the question, is is she a, a demon? Is she human? Is, is she really his sister? Half-sister? What? We've got one episode left. Like They're not going to be able to fit all this into one. Please give us another season. Please. Well, Please. Or if they do all fit it into I, one, I it'll like... just be a episode <laughs> yeah i like how you're saying please give us another season when i was trying to argue with you before and stuff that it's perfectly fine for someone wanting to live a normal life and you're like but yeah he's the most powerful who cares i'd be annoyed too if i if i was so good at something but i hate doing it that's why i hate my job i hate being in public but i'm very good at being a manager <laughs> 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 you think I want to be a manager? No, I am because I have to be. <laughs> that, that, that sums up life. <laughs> uh, moving along, though, we've got something that threw me off because you're not a sports fan, uh, but you're absolutely loving it. We got Blue Lock. Look, we all know I'm not a sports fan. I'm especially not a football fan. Pretty much the only sport that I find enjoyment in is rugby. Um, this anime had me hooked from episode one. It still has me hooked now, and it's just gonna keep getting better. Blue Lock is an anime about creating Japan's world, uh, Japan's best striker, who inevitably will become the world's best striker. By doing this, they brought all the Japan's best strikers into one room and said, "Look, you can either come in here, or you can never have a chance." to play for Japan internationally ever. Only one person will survive Blue Lock, and I believe there's 500 participants. If you fail Blue Lock, you will also never be able to play for Japan ever. And what's really cool about this anime is it highlights different abilities that these players have, and some of them are almost of the supernatural kind. Some people have insane IQs, some people have insane spatial awareness and can see the whole field, uh, can plan out uh, maps. Some people have insane acceleration. Some people have insane top speed, um, dribbling, etc. Some people can literally see a demon that will tell them where to kick and where to go. Uh, so it very much varies. And it's all about making weaker players, which is, we're obviously on the weakest team, surpass the limits by pitting them against stronger players. Uh, and the guy who's leading this all is someone called Ego. And Ego, as the name suggests, is very egotistical. And... He will do anything to get this. Now, it's not very clear either, because it did say at the start one person would survive, but it also mentioned five people at one point as well. Um, whether that means like a team, 
Because what we've learned is that MC is the kind of guy whose ability works best when he's got people. He's he's like a strategist. He's able to direct everyone where they need to be. He's not about scoring the goals himself, but he can tell the whole team where they need to be. He knows, he's, he's got a good sense of smell as well to be able to sniff a goal out. It'll be able to tell him who to pass to, even if it seems like the most unlikely person to pass to. Maybe there's not even anyone there at the time, but if he passes the, to, into that into where the scent is telling him to, he knows a goal is about to be scored because someone can get there. Good instances with Chigri. He passed into an open space. Chigri sprinted there uh, at the time Chigri wasn't there and Chigri scored a goal. Uh, so it, it's been action-packed and full and it's been so interesting to see through and through. Uh, as someone who's not a fan of football, if football in real life was like this, I would gladly fucking watch that shit easily. Because uh, I'm telling you so much about anime, football is more interesting than real football any day. Uh, you, you're not going to see any anyone wimping out here and rolling on the floor saying, "Ah, oh, he kicked me." No, you, you <laughs> yeah, ain't going to see that shit. <laughs> yeah, you ain't going to see that shit here. Okay, this, this is you've got one guy who's literally broken his leg before, has a new leg, and broke his limits, and finally got over his fear of running on that leg uh, again. Chigri to to now be able to run at his fastest. Um yeah, you, you it's is such a good item. Definitely in my top five for this season. Um re- I really hope it gets another season. But this episode had me hooked especially because it was really showing how everyone needed to push to surpass their limits. Now you guys remember me saying last week and the week before about, about a traitor. Now that traitor in their midst was a traitor because the way blue lock works is if you lose against an enemy team you your high scorer will still survive they will still go through so he worked out with the previous team that they uh went against that he'd score three goals and he'd help them and it became a 12 on 10 they still managed to lose but he still has the most goals in this team no matter what so that being said he didn't need to do anything this match so it was still an 11 on 10 for team z now versus team v um and yet he something awakens inside of him watching his teammates work so hard to try and beat against the best team in their block. And he gives away a red card, knowing full well if he gives away a red card that's going to work against him, deduct a point out from put him at second place as a goal scorer on the team, not first. Um, which means he won't go through if they lose now. So he's kind of sacrificed himself. Um, and this was all to stop them scoring the final goal that they needed to on the enemy team. Um, given his team now, out the t- our team who we're supporting a chance to have the ball and score it and finish the match with only three minutes left to go leading into our next episode and i mean obviously he's not going to be accepted again very quickly as we go through these next episodes i imagine um but it was definitely a redemption episode for this character and it was honestly amazing to see uh i, I cannot wait i cannot literally express to you how much i cannot wait for the next episode of blue lock nice <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I, to be honest, I don't have much to say in terms of um, in terms of football um, anime or soccer anime for the Americans. Uh, it's a sport that I have absolutely zero interest in. Uh, I find it a very dull sport. Um, but based off your descriptor, uh, it sounds like it's not a dull sport. It's it's an anime that happens to be football slash soccer related. So it's probably still a good thing to watch, even if you're not a fan of the sport. Um, but if you are a fan of the sport, uh, it's even better. It, it was also very well released and coincided very well, uh, because I'll read out the description here. Japan's desire for World Club glory leads the Japan- Japanese Football Team Association to launch a new rigorous training program to find the national team's next striker. 
sorry, 300 high school players are pitted against each other for the position, but only one will come out on top. Who among them will be the striker to usher in a new era of Japanese soccer? World Cup. They released this anime at the exact same time as the World Cup. Yeah, the thing is, they did very well in the World Cup, too. Like, yeah. they eliminated, oh, yeah. They, yeah. I think they eliminated Germany on top of that, and Germany has always been one of the top teams in the world. Yeah, fuck you, Germany. Uh, also, guys, <laughs> if you look at the Japanese football team for the World Cup, they, they, um, Outfits are actually uh, figured after the blue lock ones as well. well there nah, you that's go. cool. All right, so moving along, we have more than a married couple, but not lovers. Oh my god, Akari just needs to get with him already. Okay, let's start with saying that she needs to get with him already. Get over the crush. You know it's not real love. You've fallen for this guy. Now he needs to decide and get over his crush. Um, because what this episode? So sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting into it. I need to explain first for those who haven't seen it before. This is an anime where on the school curriculum, you are set randomly uh, with someone of the opposite gender, I believe. Um, sorry, there, there is an LGBTQ representation in this one. Uh, or at least not, not in that sense. There is, but not in that sense. Um, and you have to earn points with this person uh, by doing married couple things, even though you're not. And these two get pitted together. You've got the geeky nerd boy and the popular school girl. Absolutely hate each other to start with. Grew really attached to each other. And they both have their own crushes. He's got a crush on his high school friend, who's got a crush on him. And she's got a crush on the popular guy who doesn't even really notice her in that way. She's already starting to get over her crush for him and is really crushing on her MC. Uh, and everyone is shipping them together. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. They just need to already because she's much better for him, IMO. And it really highlights... Um, how you can evolve from, you know, the the typical crush. Uh, what do what do you call it? It's not love. It's lust, lust, kind of, in a way. Um, and you can see the character growth, which is amazing. Uh, she's what's known as a gyaru, which is someone who's obsessed over like a fashion culture, and it's it's very lovely to see. And anyway, the the whole plot of it was if you get up to A rank, which is the top ten couplings and someone else is also in the top 10 couplings you can swap with um, your partners so their mission was always to swap partners but now one of them doesn't want to q now going into um they're currently uh, on vacation so they don't actually have to act as a couple uh akari is getting upset because they're not and it's really highlighted uh being a gyaru she actually shows the swimsuit that she had only kept aside for Jiro, which we touched on in a previous review uh, of one of the last episodes. Um, and they get really close. It's really explained. They start to realize each other's feelings for them more. And then they have to hide in this little shack because um, his crush comes along with her friend. Bearing in mind, her friend is currently paired with his best friend. And she is uh, a lesbian. And she has a crush on our MC's crush. It's, it's, it's like some weird kind of love hexagon at this point um but honestly yeah yeah the 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 dynamics of it are lost i mean all all you need to focus on is jiro and akari need to be together (laughs) (laughs) um and so anyway yeah they get really close because they're in this tight compartment and he passes out from heat exertion but not before he tells she she says ow you're hurting me with your knee and he says that's not my knee Ah! (laughs) 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 um 
uh, to give you a little bit of backstory of why, why this happened was the fact that she wore this swimsuit and she literally pulled her, his face down into her breast and she said, you usually ogle them when we're at home, so ogle them now. I hate when you treat me differently. I don't like this. I want us to act like a married couple again. She's trying to show her her feelings more. And then when they go under into the shelter, uh, he's like, so is that all a ploy? Was that all a joke? And no, she lifts her arms out to reveal her, her cleavage and opens her legs and he gets very flustered very hyperventilated pulls out a third leg and then passes out wow is what i had to say to that episode i still ship them together completely because they're so much better together but man, man passed out because he's so boobage <laughs> man needs to get a hold of himself <laughs> yeah yeah i couldn't I help it though i couldn't help it you can you can you, you, you know, take your knee out from there and stuff that's not my knee <laughs> you know how the Japanese are they, they, you know there's a set at least in anime there's a set way to do these things you know and that's why they get flustered they're not following the traditional way to do things you know they're oh, not yeah, even technically the, together it's the bloody nose like anime thing where yeah. I, I'm over here like man they're boobs just enjoy them yes I agree <laughs> how can you not enjoy boobs they're boobies you need to be enjoyed and loved Man, the things I would do if I had boobies. <laughs> I know, right? I just walk around topless all the time. I know, right? World, just just appreciate the boobs. This is for everyone else, not for me. <laughs> this is why I often say and stuff that free the nipple movement, and then we're all for it and stuff. Yeah, free the nipple. Absolutely uh, free the nipples. So let's move along here to uh, <laughs> to Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. Ah. <laughs> Um, we go from jizzing in one way to jizzing in another. This is, I, I, this is I, Mikey RP's way. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, Bleach is one of the is the only other anime on this uh, list at the moment that I recognized uh, besides my hero. I have actually watched some Bleach. I've watched maybe like five episodes. Never really got into it. And that's that's fair. Of the big three that we'll we'll put in quotation marks, um, it's it's definitely the least loved and appreciated and it has a lot more history and drama and backstory to it so i can understand you not liking it because a lot of people don't um or at least at least not a lot of people i'm giving the time of day um but this episode was something else so to feel, give you guys some kind of a backstory for those of you who don't watch bleach bleach has the 13 court guard squads and 13 captains um they are soul reapers and they take the souls of the dead to the uh the afterlife, basically. The Seirete. Um There are bad spirits called hollows, which are basically monsters. There are ronkas, which are hollows who have uh, eaten enough souls to attain a humanoid form. Um, and there are quincies, who are humans with the powers to defeat and see hollows. Um, but unlike soul reapers, when a soul reaper kills a hollow, they will it'll, it'll preserve the balance between life and death. When a quincy as a hollow it doesn't exercise them like a soul reaper does it destroys them unbalancing the life and death scenario thousand of blood war tells the story of the last arc um where the quincy's uh, have decided to come out of hiding after all these years um and invade the soul society they have wiped loads of the grunts of the soul society right now because it was an unexpected attack we lost the lieutenant of squad one we've lost the head captain squad one's captain uh we now have squad three's captain acting as squad one's new captain and head captain I mean, overall I'm sorry i don't watch bleach so don't take this the wrong way but squad one sounds weak 
<laughs> yeah, we lost our captain. We lost our vice captain. Pretty sure we're gonna lose our lieutenant. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so let, let, let me let me let me at least say that for those of you who think the same as Lam, the vice captain was basically assassinated. He didn't have time to react. They shot a spear through this guy, and I'm talking not a normal spear, an energy spear that was the size of him from head to toe. He ain't gonna survive that ship. Did, the did, head cap. Did sorry, the assassin but... say? Did the assassin say that's not my spear? <laughs> <laughs> And the head captain faced off against the lead of the Quincy's. <clears throat> so there are very valid reasons um, for why they they died. Um, but this episode, we won't talk about them. We will talk about the healer, captain of squad 10. And we'll talk about the Kenpachi, captain of squad 5 or 6. Don't quote me on that. Um, now to give you guys some kind of a backstory. So the way a Kenpachi is decided is if you want to be a Kenpachi, you have to kill the current Kenpachi in turn making you the new squad leader. Anyone can do that. You don't have to be a Soul Reaper. So, our current Kenpachi killed the last Kenpachi, thus he's the Soul Reaper. Brilliant. And then we have the healer lady who you've never seen in combat before. We know that she was one of the original captains and was there around the same time when the first uh, when the um, captain of squad one who's now recently deceased was around. She's been tasked with the mission of training him. Okay, kind of weird. The healer's been tasked with the mission of training him. Kind of sus. Well, then we started to get into the plot twists and reveals that I touched on earlier that this uh, this um, show is going to be filled with. This is another one. It turns out she was the original Kenpachi. She, the healer, is the original Kenpachi. And the reason she became a healer was that she could enjoy the thrill of the battle to her heart's content. Uh, our current Kenpachi had fought her once before when he was a young boy. And little did we know he was stronger than her even then. And so she blamed herself for putting limits on him because he unconsciously limited himself so he could enjoy battle. Because in his mind, if he was to destroy, if he was to defeat her, the only person who ever gave him a challenge, he could never enjoy fighting again, which I can understand. So we get this epic fight between what is basically two Kenpachis. We see her Bankai. For those who don't know, is the second stage release of your sword. It's like a special ability. Um, which she sacrifices her own blood and basically can control all the blood around you. Long story short, because some of you will want to go and watch this, is that they they end up fighting. Spoiler alert, you've got three seconds. Two, one. And Kenpachi ends up killing Unohana, uh, the healer Kenpachi, uh, to unlock his new abilities. It's absolutely devastating. He starts crying and screaming, realizing she's about to die and that she set him up to kill her. She wanted to die to make him stronger. And we've just lost possibly one of the most strongest Soul Reaper captains in 13 Court Guard squads to make this captain even more of a powerhouse than he already is. And we talked about Kampachi last week, didn't we, Lam, with, with the voice actors and commented mm-hmm. on, even though you don't watch Bleach, he looks like a fucking animal. Mm-hmm. He's, he's literally like, like your typical butch, butch warrior that you could think of. So now we've got a powerhouse to put up against these so she sacrificed herself to save everyone else pretty much and it was an emotional episode it was so many twists and turns and all in all absolutely amazing like the return of bleach has been uh it's been blowing shockwaves through the anime community and has absolutely stole top spot for this season now for those of you who want to be a bleach news as well next week will be our normally scheduled episode uh, episode 11 but the week after we are having a double episode uh so on the 26th it should be we will have episode 12 and episode 13 ending in the first call before we go on a short break before core two um which means they're giving us a doubler which means it should be good so yeah 
that was bleach this this week, and I I I'm lost for words. I'm completely lost for words. I've heard lots of good stuff about Bleach, but I never really... I wouldn't say there's anything bad about it, but after about the five episodes, there was nothing that, like, immediately hooked, like there has been with other anime. Um, it's one of those ones I probably will eventually get around to watching, but it's it's not at the top of my list. What I can say about Bleach, it's like the other big anime. So when you're looking at um, things like Naruto, when you're looking at, like, One Piece... Um, even fairy tale to an extent, um, although fairy tale isn't as bad as these three examples. Unlike smaller anime who have to get to the point fairly quickly, they give themselves a lot of setup at the start. Um, and I'm talking like at least 30 episodes usually for each of them to get set up and start to get the ball rolling and get into the nitty gritty side of things because they're just that huge. And at the time, uh, they were money houses, they were cash grabs completely. That's why they have so many filler episodes, which are non-manga episodes. Mm-hmm. So I can completely see why, like, after five episodes, you'd go, oh, I can't be asked for this. Um, and a lot of people are. Skip ahead to the Bounce Saga. That's the best part of these. Rev, don't you tell anybody that. you <laughs> Don't meme. Don't meme, because people will listen to you. People will listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> And we all, that's that for anyone who doesn't know, it's a filler. It wasn't in the manga, and it's the, known as the worst arc in Bleach. <laughs> that sounds like something I would try to set someone up to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we had a very good week for Bleach. Com- completely good. I was, I've was i actually got Lauren into, into watching Bleach. We, we binge watched it all before Blood War came out, and then we watched this week's episode together, and her face, when Unohana released her bank, and it was like blood everywhere. She was like, what the fuck? Um, so as a new anime watcher for her, it was, it was it was amazing to see like new reactions and shit. Like I've seen like shit like this before, but yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> That's why I love um, like showing anime to people so you can watch their reactions. Yes. Um, <laughs> like the, the other night, I t- I told you to check something out, and um, I wanted you to to send me updates because I wanted to I wanted to see and hear your reactions to to stuff that I'd already read. So it's being able to. Um, being able to like watch someone's reaction to something gives something so much rewatchability as well. Uh, you know, if it's if it's good enough that you can rewatch it whilst watching somebody's reactions, it it shows it's a sign of a good show. Oh, one hundred percent. I I can completely like I said, Lauren stuck with with my shit quite a lot of the. I think we've been watching anime now for like the last two years together, and um, she stuck through seven hundred episodes of Naruto, which was a lot to start with. No, it, oh, did we? Um, and we watched Sword Art Online and Sam Deadly Sins and shit like that. So it's it's great seeing new people's reactions to shit for sure. Sam um, Deadly Sins is a great one as well. Oh, Sam Deadly Sins is something else, man. Yeah, until, until you hear that one, uh, until you hear the female character's voice. Oh God, Meliodas. Lauren, Lauren always memes when she when she says to Meliodas, and it sounds like Meliodas. Ever do it? I, I know. Ever do it? Is she around? Because <laughs> it's hilarious. Lars, Lam wants you to say smelly odors. Yeah, I... I think she has a She, she, honestly, yeah, she, she's got a really annoying voice actor. <laughs> Poor Elizabeth, we're giving her too much shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not her fault that she's got a shit voice actor. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Moving along, though, we got Chainsaw Man. Oh, my God. Talk about, like, an anime that's able to rival one of the big three on its release. We knew Studio Mappa was pulling something out of the bag for this. The most gory anime I've ever seen. Um, and it's been brilliant from head to toe. Now, this episode was kind of quiet in comparison. This was pretty, pretty much Makima taking Power and Denji to um, meet this guy to literally get them trained. And it was pure action. We saw Power use more of her Blood Devil ability. And we saw Denji just rip apart more things with chainsaws. And it's, that was literally it. But like Dab mentioned earlier, sometimes an episode can be great if it is just mindless action. Mm-hmm. And it was because we really saw some ability growth. Uh, in them both. And I mean, plus, even though manga readers know not to trust Makima, Makima is still great to look at as well. So we got some good Makima shots at the start. Nice. <laughs> if, mean, if you haven't, on see what, Whatever happened to that dream girl and stuff that you love and stuff? You know, the one that gave the sloppy kiss? Oh, sh- did, did we not review last week's episode? Uh, did we review last week's episode? Did we? I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did, but... I can go through it again. Uh, last week's episode, guys, they were assaulted um, by some unknown organization. Everyone bar people with powers got killed. Squads 1 to 4 was merged into one squad, now led by Makima. And the person who Lam is talking about died saving Denji and Aki. Oh, that's just not wow. fair. After Denji just got, like, the most beautiful kiss ever. Yep. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, she drunk kissed him and vomited in his mouth, and it was very graphic. Can't he ate it. <laughs> yep. And um, Makima then gave him her lolly, and he didn't say sorry, so he could suck away the taste. That is not. That is not a. Um, it was definitely either. Mikey's dream. It was, girl. It, was, it, was, <laughs> it was. It was. It was literally. She literally actually. Uh, she drops a brand. Actually, she says, "Oh, you can have my chopper chips." Uh, which, which is a, a brand of lolly, and I, I was kind of surprised that they did that, but that, that was kind of hilarious as well. Who uh, have, has that ever happened to you? Someone's vomited like when you kiss them because they were drunk. God no, <laughs> Hell not no. in my mouth, not in my mouth. <laughs> is there a story you want to tell us, there, Duff? <laughs> no, it's never happened to me. Thankfully, um, my, but this my, one time my... at band camp. <laughs> yeah, my wife isn't much of a drinker, so I don't, I don't have that issue. Um, for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wondered if you, if you had had that happen to you. I'm pretty sure Laura's never vomited in my mouth, right, Lars? Do you want me to? <laughs> she says. I, uh, I've, I've had people rub their vomit on my face. Wait, what? Um, yeah, so like they they were they were really drunk. They were sick, and they had like sick on their hands. And then like I was trying to look after them, and they were like, "Thanks, you're a really good friend." I just like. Put their hand on my side of, put their hand on my face, and I was just like, I now have sick on my face. <laughs> Great. <laughs> See, it would have been funnier if you were like, yeah. So they had a little bit of vomit on their thumb, and oh. they spread it across my forehead and said Simba. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, oh. is how he started the circle of life. All right, so moving along, we've got Arc Knight's oh, animation. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Rev, Rev, Rev just said, women vomit when I kiss them when they're sober. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Oh, man. I'm sure it's not that bad. I'm sure you're a great guy. Uh, we love Rev. <laughs> Reverend. All right, uh, moving along, we got Arc Knight's animation prelude to dawn. Oh, yeah, guys, this, got, this episode got very dark as the two factions start to face off. 
uh, and the doctor gets injured, and this sets Amamiya off, and she starts losing control of her power, and everything just starts to become hectic and carnage. And again, it was just another episode of mindless action, and it was brilliant because this is based off of the mobile game. They clearly put money into this, and you could clearly see like it's it's beautiful, so well done. It's all you could mistake it for being a mapper level animation. Um, I I was blown away. Uh, and and, it, and like Bleach, this was all magical. So her magic was going nuts, and it was gorgeous to watch. Um, we still don't know the doctor's identity. I guess he's meant to be like the player, as if we, as if he was one like playing the mobile game. As if when we play the mobile game, Arknights game, uh, you you are referred to as the doctor. So maybe that's why they've kept him mostly faceless. He's got like kind of a see-through mesh, so you can kind of make it up, but not quite. Um, but yeah, mindless action, absolutely brilliant. I can't wait for more. Uh, this one should be running on for a little bit longer than the rest because it came out later, uh, probably coinciding with our January releases. And we've got a lot of stacked anime as well coming in January, which is going to be amazing. Um, and and like, one, just one example in my head is solo leveling. That's going to be beautiful. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for, for it to carry this on into January. Hmm. Watching the trailer for it as well. That actually looks really interesting. Uh, well, it it's, it's like, beautiful. Uh, yeah, it looks like a really cool setting. Um you know, it looks like it's uh, yeah. I like I like a a good setting for an anime, um, especially if it, like if it's an action anime. The setting could just make the action cooler. So. It's based on a two or three year old um, free to play gacha mobile game called Arknights, and it's kind of like a sort of loosely like a tower defense game. Um, and it's it's a really 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 fun game, and like the community has always been supportive. It's always I've never seen any toxicity in it. And they put a lot of money into and fundraised money, bear in mind, from the fans. The fans fundraised to have this anime produced. Um, and you can just see like the quality of animation that they, the fans' money went into making this. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's heartwarming to see a community do that. Yeah, it's really nice um, when you know you get uh, the, the fans love something enough that they will fundraise for it to make it, you know, to get it into like an anime and stuff. And it's like, I love stuff like that. You know, it's, it's like a wholesome part of the community. Oh yeah, easily, easily. All right, moving on. We're gonna while I go use the bathroom and stuff. We're gonna move on to a special segment of uh, discussing Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion since it released today. Um, so I'm gonna play the trailer in the background and I'll be right back. Yeah, man, you go, you go. So I gotta piss like a racehorse. <laughs> my my all time favorite game ever got remastered. Came out today with my all-time favorite main character, um, Soldier Zack Fear, who, in my opinion, should be the main character of Five Fantasy Seven as a whole. Fuck Cloud. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm absolutely fanboying. You know, it's it's already so gorgeous. It's so well done, guys. As as JRPGs go, they've really put their time and effort into this. Uh, we've still got the ladies here activating combat mode and uh, modulating phases, so still being in her. You know. There are some gripes with it, like Zach's voice actor change. It's really annoying when you change a voice from someone so well-known and well-loved to someone who sounds like a prepubescent teen from someone who's got like a bit of a gnarly, gritty voice. Get the Zach is kind of meant to be like a... Um, what's the word? He's, he's meant to be like a kind of like a free spirit. He's meant to be like a little bit careless. He's meant to be a little bit, you know, funny, um, cheeky. But he was so he always still had a serious side, and this new voice actor kind of, kind of lost it. So that's my little rant there. Um, 
But graphically, you know, the changes they've put into it, considering it's going to be part of the remake verse, hopefully, touch wood, at the moment, it's mostly just a remastered, re redone, ground-up graphics, but there's been many hints that it uh, will link into the new Final Fantasy VII remake verse, which, as we know by now, uh, if, if you... If you're getting this spoiler now, then I'm I'm sorry at this point. Being out for a little while. If you don't want to spoil us, this is your morning. Um, but the remake verse is vastly different to the original Final Fantasy VII verse. Um, so this linking in is, yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's it's completely brilliant. Actually, um, I'm going to try and veer away from spoilers as much as I can. But they they are definitely. It's, it's impressive how long they've planned. For anyone who doesn't know, they've had the remake verse planned since Dirge of Cerberus. And that was out when I was like five or six, like 2005, 2006 time. I think I think that came out. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, that, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. They've they've really put hard work and effort into this. It's a, ma a major kudos to the team. Because, you know, such a beloved franchise, such a beloved game, um, to have this kind of treatment is amazing to see, honestly. And I, I implore all of you, if you enjoy it, go get it. I, I'm, I'm looking at the at the trailer now. Um, yeah. I'm just remembering like the amount of pixels that used to be cloud. I could probably count on one hand. Um, to what it looks like now is just incredible. Um, it, it doesn't look like it's simply done as a remake. It looks like it's a brand new title. They put that much effort into it. It looks absolutely gorgeous. That's that's what they've done with the whole remake bit. This because you know the original Final Fantasy VII game, as we all know, is a like eight bit, sixteen bit kind of game, blocky. Um, and with Final Fantasy VII remake, they put time and effort into remaking that. Then we had Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, which was a prequel on the PSP. This is its remaster slash remake. And it's it's just absolutely brilliant what they've done. And I'm so impressed with it. Likewise, now Lamb is showing the trailer as well, guys. We got a little bit of news for Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is a mobile game where they have put all of the Final Fantasy VII verse into one game. You're going to have different outfits. You're going to have different kind of... Uh, you can have some stories you haven't seen before. For um, instance, most people won't have played before Crisis, as it was Japan only. That's set before the events of Crisis Core. Uh, and we're going to have Advent Children, which was the film in game form, which is going to be interesting to see. As well as obviously Final Fantasy VII, Seven Remake, Crisis Core, Digi Cerberus. Basically, all the Seven Verse in one mobile game. You're going to have this chibi art style in the overworld. And in battle, it's going to look like remake graphics, which is really impressive, really well done. The sad news is it's been delayed. Uh, we're going to have beta testing uh, open up mid next year. Uh, so sadly, we've got about a six month delay. And you know, I've, I've just personally, I know there's a lot of stigma and a lot of hate that goes towards like the mobile gaming side of things and whatnot. But you know, as fans go, if you really want to get a good experience of Final Fantasy without spending too much money, and if you want to get your head around the story and if you're interested in getting into it, it's going to be a very good starting point because you don't need to spend money to get through this. Let's be real. Money's going to be all for cosmetics and things like that. Probably, if it's gacha, probably pulling characters, stuff like that. You can still get the story idea. Um, and I think it's, it's it just looks brilliant. You know, they've really put in a lot of money into the seven person. Obviously, it's a cash cow, okay? We all know it. Even if you don't play Final Fantasy, you know the seven is its biggest title, and it's it's a cash cow. So, obviously, they're going to put as much money into it as they can because it's going to generate them a lot of money back. I'm just um, waiting for the bit where Eric dies in the actual remake to see if Square Enix goes the route of, uh, like, 2K 
and EA and all them and was like, you want to buy the Aerith Lives DLC for twenty nine ninety nine? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, but again, spo- spo- well, head cannon spoiler warning coming in three seconds, two seconds, one second. You've had your warning. I'm saying it now. I don't actually think in the remake uh, verse she's actually going to die. Personally, uh, I think you're right. It's going to be teeth for this time. Well, considering they've kept Zach alive in the remake verse, which was as those of us who know dies at the end of the Crisis Core. You know, it kind of, it kind of begs the question: Well, are they gonna, you know, is is Aerith gonna survive her her non-lethal lethal stabbing, which is still a meme to this day? Where Sephiroth stabbed her through the gut, no fatal arteries would have been hit. It's been cross-analyzed. It's literally people have took this down to the bone. Uh, even though Game Viz obviously will say Sephiroth killed her, but technically speaking, if this was real per se, um, Cl- Cloud would have been the one who killed her when he put her into the water and technically drowned her. Fun, a little fun little fact for you there. Um, fun little fact. All he had to do is throw a phoenix down. Yeah, literally as well. What happened to the phoenix down there? In all the honesty, ex- though, if you think about it and stuff, I don't think a phoenix down actually revives dead people. Uh, no, it's it's the I think what I think it? what a phoenix down is is the equivalent of smelling cells. And here's my reasoning: the phoenix down can't actually revive dead characters in these games, but it no. can revive knocked out characters. Yeah, Cloud, the secret villain of the actual game. That'd be hilarious. Um. But yeah, and obviously the biggest thing with Evercrisis in the in the trailer, guys, was seeing young Sephiroth there at the end of that part of the trailer, where he turns around with his short hair. Uh, again, that was from Before Crisis being redone, uh, and I'll, I'll try and show you guys Before Crisis one day because I did manage to get it before service shut down, so I do have it on my PC. Um, it looks absolutely awful, uh, but this will be like your first actual able to experience that story which revolves around the Turks. Um, yeah, man, this is something to be ma- major hyped about. But yeah, guys, if you try messaging me on Discord or anything and you don't get out of me, me, I'm probably playing Crisis Call. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at for next week. <laughs> Alright, so moving along before we get into it and stuff, we're moving into a character versus character with our first and only three-way character versus character, and what are the characters uh, battling it out in this time this week? Well, we're going for an intelligence uh, bout this week, aren't we? And uh, let, let me just get my graphic up so I can... Hey, gotta love those three-ways. You gotta right, love those so three-ways. Here we go. Here is your character versus character for the week. Oh, look at it. Look at it. This is this is a strong one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried... <laughs> So yeah, in the red corner for myself, we have Ayana Koji from Classroom of the Elite. Um, Alam, who's, who have you got? I have uh, Setaharu Inui from Prince of Tennis. Oh, and Dav, who's, who's in your corner? Uh, I have Lelouch uh, from Code Geass, uh, Lelouch of the Rebellion. So yeah, we got some we got some brains in this, haven't we? This this is gonna be this gonna be feisty. Yeah, Absolutely. and this time I was actually able to immediately when I was given the thing. How long did it really take me to respond to you on who I wanted? <laughs> it took you a fucking while. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> took you long I responded to him within five minutes, give or take. I was like, anyway, set a harrow. You know, five minutes uh, is too long. It should it should be within a second. <laughs> Well, the thing is, is I was I, I originally I was considering Ayana Koji, but I was, and then I was like, nah, I'm gonna go with the uh, Sataharu, you know. So yeah, we 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 this is gonna be hard, man. This is gonna be tricky. Okay, let's go. Star, that was actually a joke that we decided to do when we were designing this picture. He said he don't have one yet, so we did 404 page not found, and I found that particular one with a little. Uh, 
face on it. I thought it, I thought it would be a nice little touch. <laughs> yeah, Star, Star Star was a fan of that. Um, I thought that would go quite well. Yeah, um, it's 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 kind of, it's very funny. All right. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, don't, I, I, don't know. I say the newcomer starts off with his argument first. Lelouch okay, for Code Geass. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um, well, I mean, Lelouch is. Um, he might not have essentially the highest uh, individual IQ. Okay, you've already. Uh, you got to fight but, for it. Fight for your IQ, yeah, man. Hang on. Hang on. I'm finished. <laughs> um, he's he's a master strategist, and he's a master at um at like predicting what how people will act and what they will do. So by doing that, he can predict what. Uh, the other people will do in this battle of intellect and adjust his strategy accordingly to to defeat them uh, and exploit their weaknesses. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Keep going. Uh, yeah, that that was about it. Okay, Mikey, please tell me you know why I was laughing. I I missed it completely. What's up? Okay, so what did you say was your character strengths? Predicting movements and countering, and being able to come up with a game plan based on what they expect to happen, correct? Yeah, Master Strategist. Yeah, that that's Inui in a nutshell. Oh. Uh, the same character, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so Inui is a brilliant player uh, in the Princess Tennis, Prince of Tennis, who employs a strategy known as Data Tennis. He is constantly collecting and analyzing data on and off the tennis court in order to determine statistics weaknesses, and other factors. While he collects tennis data, he also collects personal data, such as favorite things, personal habits, and where they have been, which makes others uncomfortable. Inui's data tennis allows him to predict the exact probability of a shot occurring, though other factors can disrupt the probability. Despite his reliance on data, he still trains excessively to keep up with his teammates. He'd taken on a training load of 2.25 times that of Kato Carroll, who already is training three times more than the rest of the team. Uh, so he plays doubles with Kaido to help him train, and the incredible stamina of those two have allows them to play alone while Inui rests and collects data. Uh, you know, he just... He, you add into it, he finds it difficult to collect data from anyone who doesn't put in max effort. Uh, so if you're not going to put in max effort, his data becomes not as useful for him because he does this thing where he just knows where you're going to hit your next shot. He'll actually, as he fires his shot, be like, all right, probability of you shooting a, uh, a lob is 95%. So he backs up and goes, you know, gets ready for the lob. You know, he just knows exactly where you're going to go, but combine that with his ability to come up with some great moves for example he develops two light, lightning fast serves that are among the fastest in the japanese tournaments uh the sonic serve which is the train which is trained with wrist weights uh which is developed first followed by the waterfall serve which has an arc and the descent of a waterfall engulfing the opponent his ability to train to his data cannot be understated because he initially loses all right, so the school he goes to is a school called Segaku, and they have this tournament inside their school every single month. It's a placement tournament, so they have four different brackets, and the top two in each bracket make the team. He loses when the Prince of Tennis shows up in that bracket and becomes their manager, but the main reason he loses is because while his Jada Tennis was always flawless uh, and it always got better, his physical abilities lacked. 
So what did he do? He spent all that time training to get his body up to par with his data. And he becomes basically untouchable. Man, you always talk about this anime. I do need to watch it. All right. And uh, you for Ayana Koji? So, yeah, Ayana Koji is pretty much, how do I put this? A prodigy in a sense. Uh, he, he was kind of like fostered this way. So uh, he's shown to be extremely intelligent. He intentionally scores 50 out of 100 points for each subject on his in- entrance ex- exams intentionally. Uh, he's more intelligent than Susan A. Harkita, who holds the highest score in his class, uh, and who would later force him to A turn to reach an A class. Uh, he is a very skilled negotiator and was able to secure all test answers from an upperclassman by using both Kikyo's Kushida's charms and his deceptive nature. He further displayed this by overturning the expulsion of Ken by offering his teacher points while knowing it was within the school's rules. And with Suzanne's assistance, his plan succeeded, earning praise from his teacher. Uh, his main strengths are he is perceptive and meticulous. Um, he is shown to be very accurate almost all the time since he was able to study the exact personalities of others, as shown when he deduced uh, Iri Sakura's fear of strangers. He picks up on situations very fast, and he is deduced by Chihiro was... Uh, Honamiya's admirer. Uh, when Iru was in danger of uh, an attack by a stalker, he saw through Suzanne's facade of being healthy uh, as she was ill in the survival test. Uh, he also knew Kakaru was still on the island during the survival test just from seeing a communicate they picked up on Mio being a spy from C-Class. Uh, and all in all, he he's always like five steps ahead of everyone else. Uh, but the greatest display of his intellect was when he figured out the plan of class 1A and class 1C during the same test. He was a skilled master in the art of manipulation, knowing which people were scheming and who could use who he could use to get the game to run in his favor, eventually winning the test for his class. Um, so yeah, he's always at least like five, six steps ahead. He uses other people like pawns uh, because he's got no emotions himself. They were kind of molded out of him when he was young. Um, and you know, he even plans to a point of getting this girl to trust him as he knows she's about to get beaten up by bullies, and he literally leaves saving her right until the last minute, knowing full well that if he saves her at the last minute, she will be indebted to him for the rest of his life, and she will always praise him and always be thankful to him and always be loyal to him. Um, He prefers not to draw attention to himself and is always in the background. Uh, He's always the one pulling the strings without anybody realizing it, due to how well he hides his intellect. Um, But it it is it is shown that the moment there is no one in this verse that can rival his intellect, uh, and he he definitely has um, the skills to back it up. Uh, he's also obviously physically trained and etc. like that. Um, but yeah, he he's he's very very he's intelligent, but also very manipulative as well, uh, as we see through K when he when he's basically manipulated her from the start um, into being his kind of girlfriend in a way. Um, and using her as, you know, a source of information for everyone else to get his own way. See, there's one other person I was considering for this role and stuff, but I was already seeing how this was developing, so I wanted it to be all boys, uh, because the person I was gonna choose was just, uh, you wouldn't know who it is, uh, I can't remember her name off the top of the bat, but you don't, you've never watched Sekere Plan, but the, uh, one of the top five fighters and stuff, she was a technology genius, so I was considering her. Yeah. But one thing I could say about Inui is the other thing I failed to mention. Uh, you'll see the, there's two things I failed to mention. You'll see the drink that he has in hand, his hands. He has these things he calls Inui's uh, energy drinks. Or he, he calls them different <laughs> things. Basically, all right, so they are the... He, 
puts all these like healthful things in it and you think hey that sounds like that sounds great what's the problem well the problem is is anyone who drinks it either runs to the bathroom or passes the hell out um, <laughs> it's like torture for his teammates he uses it as motivation to get them to train harder but the other thing is his data is so profound and so efficient once he collects it that Along with knowing where, you know, the next shot's going to go, he can actually freeze you. And what I mean by that is when he returns a certain shot, when he gets to the right position, he'll fire a shot and he won't even bother moving from there. He'll walk away because he knows that you, your body cannot physically respond to it because your body has been positioned in a way <coughs> that it would be impossible to get to that, you know, unless you're the main character, you know. So, yeah, it, it's insane. This three-way battle for brains is, it's no joke. Oh, it's good to see at least I've got Star on my side. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can see what they mean there. Um, I, I, would, I would definitely like to see this put up on Twitter and see it, seeing people's opinions. Yeah. I mean, I, he, he, the problem oh, is, is I already know I'm at a disadvantage if it was to go on Twitter because Prince of Tennis, while it is a still a big anime, it's also one of those <laughs> that, like, it's niche, and then on top of that, it's old. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of the anime fans now, like, they wouldn't even look Satahara's way. So it would immediately go to Ayana Koji and Lelouch, you know? I mean, I, whilst I don't disagree, I also think he's just at a disadvantage anyway. I don't think he could stack up personally to either, but that's my opinion. Um, especially when we, we know, for instance, well, well you and I personally know how, how well Ian Koji has done uh, and how his perception, his mentality and deceptiveness almost... I mean, you almost picked him yourself. Um, and Lelouch, I, I can't agree with chat. To a degree, and Lelouch is almost like Light Yagami L level. I wouldn't say quite the same. They are definitely next breed. That's why I banned them from this one. Um, mm -hmm. But they are, he's, he's close, definitely. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he essentially manipulated an entire revolution. Exactly. Um, that's that's and, what and I mean. A whole war was, was uh, done that. And in fact, he's, he, the fact is that obviously he's like a school kid. And then, like, he. Uh, like literally the first thing you see is him just owning this guy at chess, uh, which is a great introduction as well. <laughs> when Cause... when you read like the the comments as well on Classroom of the Elite, Ayana Koji is literally called like a knockoff of Lelouch. So I, I I can I can concede that. Well, definitely I think we should definitely put it on Twitter though, and and yeah, I'd like to see other people's wins, opinions. I think I think whoever wins by next week, that's that's who takes the victory. Well, I already know I'm not going to win for the reasons I've already previously stated, but I'm still interested to see the results nonetheless. Yeah, you know, personally, I I get why you guys would not think that Setaharo is in the same league as those two, but being someone who has seen, uh, oh yeah, three, for sure, for sure, being for sure. someone who has seen all three animes and. Mind you, like, I don't remember much from Code Geass, but I do remember seeing all three. I, I will tell you right now, me personally, uh, you know, when I take everything into the equation and stuff, uh, I would either go with Lelouch or Setaharo. But that's just okay. pers personal opinion. Uh, don't yeah. That's no Fair knock enough. against Ayana Koji. That is definitely not a knock <laughs> against him. You know, as you said, I almost picked him myself. But just the overall, I mean, you got to keep in mind. Aina Koji only has, what, like 24, 25 episodes, give or take, right now? Well, yeah, I mean, and obviously, I, in, I get In Inui's yeah. data that I'm pulling from, it's funny, we're talking about his data tennis, and now I'm pulling up data. I have 
like 270 something episodes to go through that, that's why i have the advantage of being of being a manga reader after you told me to watch it i didn't read the manga true it, so. <laughs> yeah, so I, like... um, yeah like i've only seen out of those three code geass um so i was glad that you know I, i'd seen at least one anime with a smart boy in it <laughs> um, yeah you found it quite difficult you 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 say i struggled right with <laughs> i struggled with like superior <laughs> intellect like i know animes with smart people in it but they're smart relevant to the world not like proper smarts kind of um, kind of like was... uh armin from uh, attack and titan <laughs> i can i can see what you mean yeah yeah like so armin, I was... armin smart just smart for his world i would say yeah, you know, it's like it's some people are like they they're considered really smart in their world, but when you actually look at it, it's just like their world is like yeah, it's like medieval or something. So they're not that smart. Whereas the rest uh, I was of lucky that stupid. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky that I remembered that Code Geass was a thing, so I was able to pull Lelouch out at the oh, last 100%. moment. I mean, um, I, did I? Though, did I, I will any... say though, the winner of the logo of the week has to go to four or four page not found. Oh, easily. Yeah, you, you, you can you can happily take take that winning logo. Um, we'll we'll try and think of a, a proper dab logo soon. Um, I'll get one eventually. <laughs> yeah. Did I have any other options? Um, I had two, but they were both from big anime that would probably wipe the floor with both of them. Uh, I, I could have gone Shikamaru from Naruto. I could have gone Sosuke Aizen from Bleach. Um, but I didn't feel it quite fair if I was banned in Light or L to use either of those characters. Well, when you said Light and L was banned, that's why I didn't fucking use... Uh... The girl from Sekiro Plan I was talking about. Yeah, I know. It would, I know it would just be a know. fucking cheat. I was, I was like, yeah, we're not, we're not so cheating. So I, I was like, so who could I use that's not like OP to the point where it's like, what the hell? And I was yeah. like, anyway. Actually, it's funny too. When you get to the arcs, uh, there are certain schools that employ other data tennis players. And for me, it's fascinating watching the data tennis player like dual arcs. It. Mm-hmm. it like, you wouldn't think watching a bunch of smart people play a sport and stuff would be interesting, but compared to, like, the way the other games are played, it's a whole different game, almost. And as you said, Mikey, I talk up this anime all the time. You really do gotta watch it, man. If you're liking Cold Blue, I'm telling you, uh, Prince of Tennis has everything you're looking for. I love when you forget the name of an anime. Although that sounds like a good anime, Cold Blue. <laughs> oh, God, what was the actual name of it? How about Blue Lock? Blue Lock. <laughs> it's Code Gears and Blue Lock together. <laughs> Wait, is, is that the anime that we're working on? Is, is, that, is, that, is that our next project here after, after, after we after yeah. the podcast? Yeah, yeah, Code, Code Blue is the anime version of <laughs> <laughs> All right, so up next we have the... Uh... Anime uh, before, highlights. Before we could just quickly do that, can I, while we're here now, can I make a suggestion for next week's battle? Yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, a battle of uh, driving races. Ooh. So you can, uh, well, vehicle races. So they can be, you know, like motorbikes, cars, stuff like that. But okay. Not, not like on well, foot that's between racing, you, you two know. and stuff. Because after this, this is my last episode on here, unless <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't care what you guys choose. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that would be my suggestion. Um, yeah, yeah, sure, 100%, we can, oh, that's gonna be hard, okay, okay, okay. Especially For considering sure. you don't For like sure. anything that has to do with, like, vehicles, like we're, robots. We're, I'll, I'll, I'll figure up something, I'll get something, don't you worry. Alright, so, next up we have the anime highlights, these are animes from the last year to two, 
year, year and a half, give or take, uh, that we are highlighting. So first up, we have My Dress Up Darling, and here is the trailer for that. All right, so that was the trailer for uh, My Dress Up Darling. Mikey, why don't you tell us why this is recommended? So back when I was a pure uh, action watcher for anime, this was one of the first that got me into like Slice of Life, Gyaru, all those other kind of genres. Um, I think what first blew me away about My Dress of Darling was the pure animation. Uh, obviously, she's a Gyaru, so which which means she's very obsessed with fashion. Obviously, it's an anime based around cosplay and fashion. So it's a very appealing looking anime. The characters are very relatable and they're very easy to like, easy to get along with. The story is easy to follow. Um and you, you know you often find yourselves subconsciously rooting for them, and it, it's not an obvious love story either underneath. But it is, they are hints subtly through it of, of a relation growing. People are very confused by this kind of shut-in nerdy doll worker is working with or is friends with someone so popular and so good-looking as as our MC. Um, so it's it's it was a very quick. And popular anime it definitely gained traction very easily uh i believe it's renewed for another season now as well and if you want something that you can just sit back and chill to and relax to and enjoy you know you don't need to put too much effort into you can have if you want just like a light-hearted laugh uh some good animation quality uh then yeah this this is 100 percent one of the animes for you because i i fell in love with this anime and in the very was very unexpected to fall in love the show like this at the time when i thought meh shows like this wasn't for me and now i've fallen down the rabbit hole it's funny how that happens like i said you know before uh it's funny how a certain genre of anime you're not interested in until you watch one particular one and then you just kind of fall down that rabbit hole all right so uh moving along we also have uh for the next highlight kaguya love is war and here's the trailer that. Talking about the rabbit hole. <laughs> Alright, so that was a trailer for Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Uh, before you get into it, I will say I was so happy to see that they announced a season 2 or a movie or something like that along the way. I can't remember which it was, but either way, like I'm so happy to see that because this anime is just absolutely amazing and Fujiwara is best girl and she really won that with that dance. You know the dance I'm talking about, Mikey. So I believe it's season three or season four they've announced actually. Um, yeah, Chika Fujiwara is the pink-haired girl. Uh, even if you don't watch anime, I believe most people know her dance. She's at least been on TikTok or other social media doing her pink. Yeah, she, she was like my phone wallpaper for a little bit as well. Uh, she's a great character. This anime is brilliant because it, it highlights psychological warfare of like the whole love stuff and how neither of them want to admit to each other that they're falling for the other person. Even them want to admit to the other person, they're trying to make the other person admit to them first. Uh, basically, they're both playing hard to get and too pussy to tell each other that they're falling for each other. Chica's oblivious to this. The the gloomy guy is oblivious to this. And they have their own little stories as well, which is brilliant. It's got so much character growth, so much plot development. It's so freaking funny. It's absolutely hilarious. Like Even if you're not into like romance or anything like that, it's just purely funny to watch. Um, and the way the episodes are quite interesting as well, they, they usually have like three titles. It's like one title slash another title slash another title. It's like three short stories in each episode uh, covering like three like different days in the anime or something like that. And oh, guys, if you haven't watched this, if you haven't even heard of this and you've been living under a rock, it's it's amazing. I, I genuinely 
was happily surprised how good this show was. I just like Star's comment that says, basically, Mikey found out what a good anime is. <laughs> Talking about you wow. falling down this rabbit hole of this kind of... Wow, wow, okay, okay. I, I see how it is. So none of my other recommendations have been good up to this point. I get you, I get you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> Alright, so next uh, we move up to the Lambency Show Recommends. These are recommended anime from all time. And this time we have three recommended, one from each of us. Starting off with Mikey's recommendation, uh, Grimm's Note, the animation. So here is the trailer for that. Well, that cut off really abruptly. I don't think that yes. was a full trailer. <laughs> it was hard to find a trailer for this one. I so mean, that's fine. Know. I just want to mention before you get into it and why you recommended this. What yeah. was that thing they were holding? Because it looked like it was some sort of Pokédex and so they were like collecting Pokemon with swords <laughs> instead of throwing Pokeballs. <laughs> so they they were holding the bookmark. That's a bookmark. That's a bookmark um, with a fucking TV screen bookmark. on it. It's, ah, shit. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bookmark. Um, so to give you guys a premise of what this is. This was based on a game, a mobile game by Square Enix. Um, at the time. Careful, careful where you pause your words there. Yeah, I was I was gonna say <laughs> I caught that too. Oh, did I? Yeah, you oh, okay. you. You went. This is this is based off a mobile gay, and then restarted the sentence. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I heard it too. <laughs> I was like, okay, well is that's that, is different. That gay, is that a, is that a gay that moves from town to town? A mobile gay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry, this is based on a mobile game by Square Enix that is now discontinued. Um, and it's based on those of you who didn't catch on by the title on the Brothers Grimm's story, uh, which are twisted tales of classic fairy tales like Cinderella, Red Riding Hood, etc. Uh, in anime format, changed slightly, obviously in some cases gender bent as well, which we don't mind here. Uh, and it tells a dark story of how... You travel from, not world to world, you go through this mist and you come into a zone. A zone is usually based on one particular fairy tale. And the first fairy tale was based on Red Riding Hood. And it tells the story of how Red Riding Hood grows up. You've got the mum, you've got the elderly, per, uh, you've got the village elder who was the Red Riding Hood before her. And the old village elder before that was the Red Riding Hood before her. And Red Riding Hood would go into the forest at a certain age, get eaten by the wolf, and then the hero would come and save her, <clears throat> and she'd become the elder eventually, rinse and repeat. And this would happen to many different Red Riding Hoods in a never-ending cycle. And in this world, you have a book, and the book will tell you exactly your whole story, your fate from start to finish for every single person. However, there are a handful of people who have blank books, and these people are able to harbor in a hero's source inside them, people like Cinderella, Sinbad, uh, Captain Hook, etc. Be them good or evil, this story twists it. Um, and they're able to fight off the chaos that is twisting the world. To give you guys an example, Red Riding Hood, uh, in her story, in her couple of episodes, was the bad guy. This was because she was afraid of being eaten and thought that the hero was only using her, saying he was going to save her because he wanted to marry her mother. In actual fact, he did love her as his own child, and he did fall in love with her mother. But she didn't think that he cared about her at all. Um, as a result, she let forth the chaos, and the heroes had to come and save um, her from the chaos. 
had to defeat the the enemies and set the world back right. And they travel from storybook to storybook, uh, region to region, to try and um, you know gr- help other people. Um, and it's a very interesting story. What got me was people were hating on it in the comments because it starts off abruptly. Now, I'm not sure what people's opinions are on this, but it didn't give you any context to start with. You went straight into an action scene in the first episode, and we went straight in the story of Red Riding Hood and you know these new, a whole new cast you've never started before and people are like i hate this storytelling it's just as if it's just plunged us into a middle of a season and then at the end of the episode it starts to explain people have blank books people have these bookmarks they can turn into heroes with etc i was like it's kind of unfounded you've clearly only watched five minutes of an episode without actually paying attention to the whole thing and this is actually one i've watched this week um so i i will go against the the trend for for this anime and say i actually highly recommend this show i think it's very good you just got to give it a chance I, I mean, I don't think because so many basically everything starts with this is this is the story, this is the world. Let me explain it all to you. And yeah. then sometimes you know things start with like a massive a ma- massive a massive action sequence to you know uh, without explaining anything. And I think that could you know that I can see why that's people do that because if that happens to me I get hooked way more and I'm just like oh they're in this fight okay why are they in this fight you know what's what's going to be explained by the end of the episode you know or potentially what's going to be explained in the next episode so I think you know doing it different isn't a bad thing um but obviously there is the risk of of people going oh they're not explaining it. they haven't explained it quick enough so they'll leave so you know it, it's i think you should definitely give something a chance at least a couple of episodes yeah exactly i also like that it's called grim's note as in you know uh, the brothers grim fairy tales so I love a, that. that's a nice little touch it's, it's it's honestly done so well the animation is beautiful as well uh it's, it's a great watch yeah i'm looking at the trailer there. it looks very nice all right, uh, moving along to uh, my recommendation, and you know this really shows my age and stuff, and my vast difference. I recommended an anime called Princess Nine, which I believe came out in '98. All right, so obviously you can clearly see how old this anime is just off of the trailer alone. Uh, so the Princess Nine is a series that follows the trials of nine girls from the Kisaragi School for Girls who form a baseball team in order to compete against the boys' teams in Japan's most prestigious high school tournament, the National High School Baseball Championship. Their goal is to qualify for and ultimately win the tournament's final rounds, which are held each year at Koshin Stadium. Ryu Hayakawa, the ace pitcher, is a daughter of the former Japanese pitching star who was banned from the Nippon Professional Baseball League and is the one who is really pushing uh, the entire school to find a whole bunch of girls around. As a matter of fact, the school reaches out when they're trying to form a baseball team when they find her and then decide that they want to make a baseball team because of her skills alone. And it's not just a story about, hey, there's nine girls that are here right now. They're immediately going for it. No, it's the story about how they came across those nine girls, the nine girls' background. I mean, one of them's a rich girl who wanted nothing to do with Ryu at all. Another one uh, is well-known in fishing ports as she's one of like the top fisher uh, fishermen out there. She's very good with the seas. Like She knows a lot of things fish-wise. There's... A- Honestly, every single player on the roster has a very, very interesting story. And so it's a story of trials and tribulation, not just 
with trying to break the status quo of what is and is not baseball and whether girls can play, but it's also a story about how the girls came to be in the first place. And initially, when I first ran across this anime, I was not interested because I'm like, ah, a baseball anime with only girls, whatever. It's it sounds stupid. Then then when I go watch it, it's just like we had spoken before about how there are certain animes that break the status quo and make you interested in it because there's so much more to it than initially meets the eye, which is why I recommended Princess Nine. But uh, it seems really interesting. I really like that shot as well, where it looks like she's trying to uh, uh, trying to keep it on there a sec, trying to swing her baseball bat at the ocean. Um, oh, I went to a get a Xbox thing for me. Was that one shot where she's like pulling back to swing, and all you see is a wave? Oh yeah, we it's just like, we just had it right here. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, you're gonna like King Canute and just fight the ocean. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's the ocean trade girl it right there to as well. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Definitely yeah. an interesting concept. I, I, I like I like the the idea. I could see why originally would have been maybe off putted from it. Um, yeah, like Honestly, so, I watched Prince of Tennis would... before I watched this one and stuff. But I'll say your status quite high. If you if you watch something, it's giving you a really good impression, and all other like sports related anime, you're gonna have quite a high bar. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I can I can get that. I can now, get while that. I while I will say this is nowhere near Prince of Tennis level. Hell, it's not even nowhere near some of the baseball animes of today. For its time frame, though, this was a very very good anime that is that was underrated back then and is still underrated now. This is Lam saying back in my day. <laughs> yeah, back in my well, that's, day. that's why I was here. It's because of the retro. <laughs> okay, and following that, we have from our newest host, Kobayashi, a dragon maid. So here's the trailer for that. Um, so here is the trailer for Princess Nine. Listen, I know this was for the second season, but I couldn't contain myself from playing this particular trailer, and I think you guys can see why. It, it is. Uh, it's an adorable anime. It's. It is just a beautiful slice of li- slice of life anime. Um, following. Um, the main character Kobayashi, um, which is uh, the woman in you see in, in like the the shirt and tie, who's just a normal everyday person, and she ends up getting this uh, like dragon, uh, who is able to polymorph into a human and just becomes her maid, um, and just looks after the house. And the dragon just doesn't understand society, um, and uh, has a very dragon reaction to a lot of things. Um, so it's you know it's a dragon trying to fit into society but it's it's also adorable because like you know she's trying to live her normal life and go to work every day but she's got to deal with this like all of the shit that's going on in her home um but it, it is it is so um it's so adorable so sweet and it it's just a lovely little thing to watch all right well an interesting I need to get watched from our newest have you not seen that like no i haven't seen oh, it i need to watch to. it it's adorable. It's one of the cutest things you'll ever see. I love it. Mikey, you gotta admit, that anime trailer was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's 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 very much in the vein of um, the anime uh, itself. It's very much in that sort of dumb uh, comedy but cute way. Alright, so uh, moving along, we've got the Discord news. Uh, the news for anime, so just give me one. Oh my god, I got messages up the ass over here. Um, so let's see here. What a, what a lovely view of your Discord we have. Yeah, I got a lot of things, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> co-host area, Anamanga news. Here we go. Alright, go ahead. 
I'm a little bit behind. Are we on the same one? Don't tie with me, Miss Nagatora. Mm-hmm. Lovely. So yes, don't tie with me, Miss Nagatora. Second attack, which is season two, episodes one and two, will stream back to back on January the seventh. I can. I don't know how many times. Wait. I don't know how many times I need to say it to you guys, but January is freaking stacked. Absolutely stacked. Uh, after that, we have Campfire Cooking in Another World with my absurd skill. Notice these titles just get longer. Uh, we have a visual for it. The anime is scheduled for January the 10th, and it's going to be done by Studio Mapper, which means we should get some really good animation quality from that. After that, we have The Misfit of Demon King Academy Season 2, uh, which is also January 7th. Of course I've seen Season 1. Okay, yeah, that's a great anime. I was happy to see that's coming back. Uh, also, sorry for cropping my screenshots this week, guys. I was, I was a bit rushed. <laughs> uh, we have Witch on the Holy Night. It's now available digitally for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. It's a nice little JRPG game from what I've seen. Uh, and it's done by quite a small studio, so please go give them a look, check them out, uh, see if you like them. Got a little bit of Final Fantasy 16 news now. Uh, this is what the premium uh, edition is looking like, or the collector's edition. Nice little statue of E3 of Phoenix, Phoenix Day, some pins, uh, a map, in-game content, steelbook, and it's going to set you back a pretty penny, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, grab one while they're hot. Isn't it like $300 or something? Yeah, it's disgusting, the man. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy 16, we've now got a couple of screenshots uh, and character names for each of the main cast of characters, starting with Sid, whose full name is Sidolphus Telemon. We uh, knew there was going to be a Sid. There's always a Sid. The There's question is, when are we going to run across the Bigs and Witch? This is true. We need one. Um, we have Toggle, which is going to be one of... In recent years, um, we haven't had an animal party member for quite a while, so it'll be interesting to have I an mean, animal unless party you count, member. Unless you count... Uh, what was his name? Umbra or something like that from 15? But he, he didn't try. Wasn't in the party. Yeah. No. We've got our MC Clive Rossfield, both his young and middle uh, age forms. We haven't got his old form here, uh, which is quite interesting. They've got different voice actors. We've got Dion Lesage from the Holy Empire of San Baruch, uh, who's, I really like his character design. I like the white, I like the halberd. He, he looks pretty interesting. Uh, childhood friend, I believe, of our main M main character. I haven't got a name for her here, but she's from the Grand Duchy of Rosaria. Um, and I believe below that is her younger form as well. And yeah, the, the, with sixteen shaping up to be definitely one of the darker darker entries into the series. Um, the question is, can it compete with Final Fantasy Type Zero? For darkness, I think it will smash Type Zero out of the park. I was more talking about for the blood factor. Oh, easily, easily. If you've seen the trailers, easily. Um, I mean, yeah, but it also could just be for cinematic effect. If it stays this... that way, then yes, it could, because Final Fantasy Type-0 to this day is still the bloodiest in the series. This this so, is true. It would be nice to see something <laughs> be thrown at. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, uh, Type-0 is a great game. It's severely underrated. I agree. But, uh, you know. After that, we've got The Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime Movie, Scarlet Bond. Uh, which is currently screening in theaters in Japan. Apparently, it's done really well. We've got the cover reveal for uh, the light novel Naruto, Naruto story, Uzumaki Naruto and the Spiral Destiny, which is releasing on March 28, 2023, to coincide with the latest light novel that came out just before it to do with Sasuke. Uh, we have Oshi no Ko anime trailer, 
uh, which begins in April 2023. If you want to go watch that, you can find that on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, we watched this earlier. There's the Seven Ever Crisis Winter Trailer. You can find that on YouTube as well if you want to watch it yourself after the stream. Uh, as mentioned just a minute ago, this is actually going to be Studio Mappa's first isekai anime campfire cooking another world of my absurd skill mappa has never done an isekai anime before so this will be an interesting uh, journey for them and last yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it. mappa is very well known for good animation so i'm i'm hyped to see it and last for the news courtesy of crunchyroll uh, we have unnamed memory the tv anime has been announced for 2023 and again i like i like the art from there all right well definitely a fair amount of news right there and stuff uh Fresh reminder and stuff that you can find us over on thelambancyshow.com where you can find all our latest news, articles, blogs, and podcast sites as we're uh, available on all major podcasts. You can also leave us uh, a review if you feel like it. Check out our sponsors. Comment with us on our fan page. Uh, or if you want to be a guest, you can fill out a guest form and potentially become a guest on the Creator Spotlight. So feel free to check us out at thelambancyshow.com. A reminder of the Clinton Ring merch. Got to plug that in one more time because it's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> I keep thinking you're saying Clinton. I keep thinking you're saying Clinton, not Clinton. And I'm like... All I can see is... is just, hey, yeah, I don't want to hear it from nobody who has a store called Town Town, Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about pronunciation when you guys have a dollar store called Pound Town. This is true. This this <laughs> is true. Not one of the bigger pound stores, but is yes. <clears throat> but yes, uh, before we end the show, uh, like I said, we I, this is my last time on this particular podcast. I'm handing over the reins to Mikey and uh, Dav to take over from here. I Thanks trust that me. it's in good hands, and you guys should continue receiving good coverage. This frees me up to do some other things, back-end work, as well as focus on trying to find more people for the Creator Spotlight. Uh, our next one right now is Copa Catania on the 27th, and as I have already said, I'm in talks with someone who is actually a partnered streamer to see if they are going to come on. But, you know, we'll take it from there, and I'm going to continue working on things on the back-end. For those who are interested we have some new kind of graphics and everything we've been putting in on the back end wise uh actually you know what mike i'm gonna put your webcam back up uh but Hi guys, I, I i just i know right <laughs> uh i just want to show them which one was it ah the one you wanted me to use for something oh yeah we watched this just before stream started and it looks so really this good. is like one of the things i've been working on and stuff so uh this we haven't oh, yeah, decided this... whether or not we're gonna use it yet but so you guys can get a basic gist Things along this is what I've been working on as well. So there's going to be a lot of things, uh, a lot of improvements for those who haven't already seen some of the improvements in this stream alone, like our transitions and everything. So we can look forward to that. 
and uh, we hope everyone is enjoying the content but uh yeah from here on out you guys are running the show on this and stuff you guys just let me know if you Let's guys cause need anything. Chaos. speaking chaos. speaking of uh running the show um i actually wanted to bring something uh to the show if that's all right with you lamb to do it today and that would be um, uh, the mandatory donations and bikini episode, correct? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'll wear a bikini for you any day. Um, no, so I wanted to... Um, something that I'm very fond of in the sort of vein of anime is reading webtoons. And uh, I wanted to to, uh, to recommend a webtoon every week like you guys recommend an anime. Um, so this week, uh, I had to think about it. And I'll be honest, during the show, I changed my mind, uh, mainly because this show seemed to be very harem based. So <laughs> I thought I would put in my accidental harem anime, uh, that being uh, the advanced player of the tutorial tower. Um, following the so the main character has been stuck in the tutorial tower, essentially the tutorial level. For about 12 years uh, he finally becomes free uh, and when he's free he goes on uh, he's obviously the typical like uh, essentially like the isekai he's super overpowered for the world he's in um, uh, but he accidentally ends up having all these girls fall for him uh, but everyone who falls for him also becomes super overpowered um, so it's very much in the vein of some of the animes that we reviewed today uh, so I wanted to suggest that because that's definitely worth uh, a read. It's still being released at the moment, so even I don't know how it finishes, but it's highly recommended. Well, you know, like I said, you know, this is going to be up to you and Mikey. So you guys work out details on how you guys want to improve the show. I'll help out as best as I can and stuff, but I'm taking this show off of my hands. So if you guys think it's a good idea, just go ahead and do it. You guys talk with each other. You guys don't need to talk to me about that and stuff. The only time I need you guys talking to me is if you guys want to make separate videos for our YouTube channel. Other than that, I'm giving you guys free reign. He, he he's basically washing his hands of me guys he's sick of my shit that's what yeah, it was pretty much you he's know sick fuck of my you, shit. <laughs> if, he's, if he's if he's giving us free wayne does that mean we could do a bikini stream every week nipple tassels ah yeah i'll get some nipple tassels <laughs> <laughs> hey rev you know you know a lot about those buddy if you, if you want to give me a link in chat <laughs> <laughs> oh, i can't believe i've done this <laughs> you know, I, I also want to say like thanks you know thanks for, for bringing me on and you know thanks for, for letting me just talk shit with my friends so it's yeah it's uh, i really appreciate it thanks no worries all right so that being said though that is going to be the end of this podcast we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and until next time you guys enjoy yourself Ooh.